What's happening, weirdos? Uh, an amazing conversation with my friend Solomon, uh, who is actually currently writing on season three of Crashing. We have our first table read tomorrow. Solomon is amazing. He's so, so funny. He's uh, so, so interesting, as you're about to see. So as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. Uh, no shows to plug. We're about to go to New York to start shooting season three, which is incredible. Uh, if you haven't seen Crashing, check it out on HBO Go and HBO Now uh, and HBO HBO. Um, and I always love plugging the Pete's Picks. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm sure you are. But the Pete's Picks are products that I use personally for real every day. I reached out to these companies. These companies did not reach out to the show. I just love the product so much. I was like, can we get promo codes for weirdos? And they agreed. The first Pete's pick is Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is, it's like a vitamin. It's a nootropic, which is like uh, fish food for your brain. It is not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. It doesn't keep you awake. In fact, it's about 9.30 at night, and I just took some because I like what it does to my dreams. I like what it does for meditating. I like what it does for writing, podcasting, stand-up, conversation, my focus, my memory, my concentration, my concentration. <laughs> uh, the point is, is, I love it. Anything that I do for the past three years that involves my noodle, 15 minutes beforehand, I take two or three Alpha Brain, and I really, really... Like, tomorrow is the table read for season three. Absolutely a huge Alpha Brain day for me. It helps me with my communication. It helps me with my clarity. helps me with my focus. And I have so many weirdos come up to me and tell me how much it means to them now that they've tried it. I believe they still have a trial going on uh, for a free bottle. You can go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash trial. Uh, I believe that's still going on. If not, go to onnit dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off all the products on that page. The other product is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil is obviously made from hemp. They take out the THC, which is the psychoactive component. They leave in the CBD, which is the beneficial, holistic, non-psychoactive component. That what I call it, it gives me a happy, healthy glow. It takes the edge off. It makes me a little bit easier to laugh, quicker to smile. I love it for travel. I love it for anxiety. I love it for mood elevation. Uh, it doesn't impede my day in any negative way. It doesn't make it difficult to read or focus or work. I take the Everyday Advanced, which is the strongest kind, because that way I can just take a couple drops. Uh, a big bottle of that lasts me uh, months and months and months, which is awesome. I like the mint chocolate flavor. It was developed for a young girl named Charlotte uh, who was having seizures, and this is the, uh, the formula that helped her get over that condition. So Google it. I always tell people to Google CBD, but Charlotte's Web is the only hemp grown for human consumption. Uh, it's grown in Denver right here in the U.S., so it's a, uh, you, it's a product you can trust. Sometimes you never know where things are coming from and if the standards are as high as they are here. Charlotte's Web, very, very premium stuff. I swear by it. I want you to try it. Go to Charlotte's Web, cwhemp.com slash weird. Use promo code Keep It Crispy and you'll get ten percent off. Uh, that's it. Val's not here; she's out singing karaoke. Um, we just had an ultrasound today. Everything's going great with the baby. We're super, super excited. We saw. Uh, we keep seeing. I'm always freaked out, or maybe 
inspired and what's the word uh floored i'm always floored when i see her brain and her spine and her heart which they told her is not even a centimeter long it blew me away my jaw was literally dropping today at the doctor's office so everything is good we're very happy and healthy we're excited to go to new york and i'm excited to share uh this episode with solomon who's going to new york with us which is going to be great you know we're not living together but i mean we'll be neighbors <laughs> uh get into it <laughs> so these two players <laughs> oh we are oh i don't know if we want that <laughs> i don't know if that's good uh what's happening man what do you uh, mean you fell asleep? You fell asleep in a windbreaker? No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm, Be real. I put on clothes. This is one of those real podcasts. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, man, I had all my personas up and ready. Did you? No, I didn't. You I, don't have any personas. I don't have. I, the worst. I'm, I'm the, I can't even do impressions. I always feel bad about that. What do you mean? Like, I, I've always wanted to be able to do a different voice, but I think I can only do a blacker voice. In your stand-up, it. you do a blacker voice. That's literally all I can do. <laughs> Which is kind of hilarious. I love when you do it. <laughs> and I also love, I, I, like, I, I don't know if we feel okay about you calling it a blacker <laughs> voice. Oh, uh, I can say that. I know, uh, but I, certainly. It, although, I feel like that's the sort of racism, or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> racially charged <laughs> idea yeah. that even white people could get away with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, the, there's still, like, a gray area where if I was, like, uh, hey, man. Oh, no, he was blacker than that. No, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I tried it. It didn't feel right. No, it's never going to feel right, is it? <laughs> felt very wrong. It's Black History Month. It is. How's it going for you? <laughs> I just spend every day uh, just remembering uh, all the great black people before me. Is that true? Well, I... A little bit. Yeah. I went to, to a very, very liberal Quaker school where we did we did do that. Like, like what is the world like? You have to, like, learn one thing a day or... Yeah, there was something. There was... Yeah. An effort was made where every single day we would showcase... It's only 28 days. And then how many of those, those days are school days? I believe uh, a black man invented the peanut butter... Peanut butter. Peanut butter, peanut butter? Are you talking about George Washington Carter? <laughs> Or the song Peanut Butter Jelly Time. <laughs> I'm talking about the BET comedian, the, the peanut butter. <laughs> hamburger. Oh, that's, oh God, that's such a good joke. Do you love hamburger? Of course. I love hamburger. Let's that's start such... with hello. Hi. And I'm so glad to see you. Hi, Pete. Nice to see you. It's you're been a so bit. so funny. Oh, stop it. Oh, man. And you're so interesting. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this episode. Every time you would talk, you wrote on Crashing. Yes. HBO's Crashers. Mm-hmm. And um, every time you would talk in the room, I would just say, shut up. <laughs> save it for, save the it for the podcast. I hate it when you would talk. <laughs> now, of course, I can't remember any of the areas, but I'm okay. sure they'll come up. No, it was just a bunch of random moments in my life when you were like, Which is fine. I can't relate to this. So. I can relate to it. <laughs> you can. I'm gay, I'm Ethiopian, mm-hmm. and I'm black. Yes. It's the hat trick. But I think we both have very conservative upbringings. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew mm-hmm. it. My parents were very, very religious. <laughs> Yours were? Of course. Look, I'm writing down hamburger. Hey, like, it's pretty much- <laughs> <laughs> That's just, remember that later. Don't forget hamburger. <laughs> and he's not going to have it. He's not. He no. doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. He do- not even a little bit. I think he's like saying it. <laughs> oh, hamburger. How many hamburgers do you think hamburger ate? I don't know if hamburger actually eats hamburgers. I don't think it's so. It's just his name. 
That's you have a... the line, Roscoe, the talking fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's, a... it's an old joke. Older oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I haven't so... done that one. Here yeah. comes Roscoe, yeah. the talking, talking fried, fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> oh, God. There's another. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw in, it, it, like, people laugh a lot, and then you throw in talking watermelon as if to, like, cool them down a little. <laughs> like, it, it feels deliberate. Like, you're trying to be like, you can't enjoy this too Calm much. Calm down. I need you to just finish laughing. Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, you turn the heat up on the joke, because the joke <laughs> is about how Disney makes these yeah. terrible stories into, like, Pocahontas. Yeah. So you get them laughing, and, and what it's interesting watching you do stand-up, because people are like, it's safe! And then they're like, <laughs> oh, he got us! Not not as a black man, just yeah. as a comedian. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you're just going like, ha-ha! Like, it's, 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 a, it's not a bait and a switch, but it's like a fun way of... Yeah. Sneaking in some truth. It's in. more of a hammer. Uh, <laughs> it's more of a hammer and a, and Roscoe, and a hamburger. The, the <laughs> oh my god! So That's, what? What you were saying? Something? Um, oh yeah, we were talking about my religious upbringing. Oh right. For a mo- it's Ethiopian Orthodox. It's really super old. Did your mom really eat a cat? No, no, no. That was that never happened. That was just a real fun thing for me to say to somebody, make them feel guilty. <laughs> tell, tell. Before we get to your Ethiopian, yes. which I want to. Yeah. You tell us about being Ethiopian because you, you have that uh, a nice joke that I think is – I'm not mm-hmm. telling you to do the joke. But your name is Solomon Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> and that – and you go, how does that happen? I mean I, I, yeah. I don't think people know. I, I'm sure you know this. People well, don't know that – I didn't know Ethiopia was occupied by Italy. We're actually – we're the only country that was never colonized. Really? Uh, well, Liberia is the other country but they're much newer than us. But Ethiopia was never colonized. Like for like 100 years we had the Italians trying to mess with us. So they're just like – Going for Oh, it. yeah. And like they. What does that look like? I, I am just going to be. I'm going to put on my ignorant glasses <laughs> right now. I just don't know. It, uh, the, the school systems must have failed. Well, it's okay. It's so Black Ethiopia's... History Month, and I'm here to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethiopia is going, beat it. Yeah, for with like an army. A while. Like it's... an army, an Ethiopian army is going, we well, don't they, want this. They, they, they capture the country next to us. They're, they're for sure colonized that country. And they'll be like, hey, man, we're going to try to get to Ethiopia. And Ethiopians are like, no, dude, we're not going to let that happen. And for like 100 years, like multiple emperors fought uh, Italy off. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, and they... Their whole lives. Like an emperor. I just saw this happen in Egypt. There was like 200 years. Egypt, the non-African African <laughs> country. Like nobody... Like if you ever want to stop a conversation, talk about Africa and bring up <laughs> Egypt. Like, and people are like, um, that's the Middle East. <laughs> but they, there was like... I, I was watching... Uh, what was it? It was some Joseph Campbell thing. And they were talking about like... They were just going through the, the broad strokes of Egyptian history. First of all, it was fucking forever. Yeah, of course. It was fucking it's forever. Thousands of years. It goes on forever. On yes, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of years. They were kicking it. And that was life. Dude, they did a great job. They did a too. great job. <laughs> Right? I mean, how was life back then? Like, how was crime and stuff? Were they doing pretty good? They were doing well. But also, Ethiopia was alongside of Egypt in civilization the whole time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We were on par the whole time. We're one of the oldest civilizations. Where's the Ethiopian wing of my museum? No one cares. No one cares. We just make a lot of, like... Oh God, I feel dirty saying this, but it was always just starvation jokes. You grew up oh, around yeah, the same time as me. Oh yeah, of course. No, I saw that episode of, St- of South Park with Simon Marvin. <laughs> oh no, that took a long time to go away. Oh no, I just be working at Subway and somebody like Simon Marvin. You're like, no. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not at Subway. <laughs> oh, yeah, at Subway, especially at Subway. If, you, oh. if an African's near food, somebody's going to make a joke. <laughs> oh, no. Did people really say Starving Marvin to you while you were oh, a sandwich yeah, artist? Yeah, of course. And they also that was also when the Jared Diet came out, too. And people were like, can I get a foot-long meatballs? That's 500 cal- No, oh. it is not. It is not. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. They tried to sneak in that he walked to and from the subway, mm-hmm. but I was paying attention. <laughs> like, how far is that subway? It was 20 miles away. <laughs> it might have been. It probably was. Oh, God. Crossing state lines. <laughs> Jared. <laughs> he had to pay a toll, but he's throwing pepperoncinis in there. <laughs> he pays everything in cucumbers. Hello. I'm the guy that walks for my sandwich. Oh, God. What would you say to that? What can you say? You, you kind is of it laugh like, along. It's like Kumail, I laughed along. Kumail would get yeah. like, thank you, come again, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So you'd just be like, okay. Like, we're just racist as fuck. It's just like it was one of those things. It was the late 90s. It was, we're not as woke as we were. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to laugh it off. Right. I'm going to be very mad in the future. Right. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about oh. this in 10 years. Oh, I'm going to get my revenge. I assure you. <laughs> you remember the guy's name? <laughs> oh, there was, you think it was only one person? Uh- <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, South Park was so unpopular, only one person saw that episode. <laughs> so that is, that's an interesting... Did you see uh, Book of Mormon? They went pretty hard. That wasn't mm-hmm. Ethiopia, too, but they, you know, the, the pain of yeah. Africa is something they seem to be... It, they, they, it's, it's one of the last things you can still make fun of, because there's like, how many Africans are going to be there? Be like, hey, man, can you just give us like a little bit of slack? <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be a 70s black guy? It's hey, always, I told you. That's all I got. Like, I'm from... <laughs> Uganda. <laughs> Man. Why are you got to make fun of us like that? <laughs> oh, I'm from Africa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Edit out me laughing. I can't be on the record laughing at that. Um, so, yeah, it, it, a lot of Ethiopian jokes. Yes. And that must have been a big part of your life. Oh, yeah. And some of them, I like, they were at a certain point, you're like, I'm offended. It's annoying. But then, like, at a couple times, I'm like, okay, that was pretty damn funny. Like, oh, pretty, really? Like, I've, I, there's, it's, it's oh, sneaking God. a few. The, there's this one with somebody. But can sh- we just say like like skinny fat? Yeah. These are just classic tropes. Yeah. When you're a kid, well, I, I'm not trying to like make yeah. you feel better. I'm just saying these are just classic. Oh yeah. Like look at that skinny guy. Look at that fat guy. So you take a country which we don't really understand. Were you born in Ethiopia? I wasn't born in Ethiopia, but that's I was born in Sudan because it was a whole refugee situation. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but did you spend a lot? Did, what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. Probably even to you, it was just kind of like a place where you were like, well, this thing is happening yeah. and everyone's skinny. So then that opened up the door to skinny jokes. Meaning I don't think yeah. kids had a lot of three-dimensional empathetic no, no, understanding. No, 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 no. It's just like – it's, it's like if there was an island of fatties, which <laughs> there, there is. There are. <laughs> it's called Staten Island. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Staten Island. You're doing great and you're, you're quite fit. You're quite fit. Uh, but kids want to make ugly jokes, skinny jokes, fat jokes, smelly jokes. No one's no one's reaching for the fruit on the top of the tree. They're fucking going for the low hanging uh, ones. They're you're trying. A kid. To, <laughs> yeah. You're trying not to shit yourself like, while well, they, you're making the joke. They know one thing about Ethiopia, right? And that was. But then it's also black and skinny, mm-hmm. and then you kind of mix in like we're American, we're <laughs> white and and plump. Exactly. Which is very basic. And also the clicking sound is also another surprising one. Because they just, like, the second people heard that anyone in Africa did a clicking sound, which is a small group of people, it's like, all of us. <laughs> all of you do a clicking? Yeah. The click language, I thought, you th- didn't we talk about this? It's like a code language? And stuff? No, the click language is the Bushmen in South Africa. Bushmen of That's South a, Africa. The gods must be crazy. Is It's funny. I was just thinking about that. Because there was a time when I lost my faith and I would go out and do stand-up. 
And before one show, I drank a can of Coke. <laughs> and I got uh, my first standing ovation. And that can of Coke became like my deity. Like, the, like the God's supposed to be crazy. I was like, I, I don't know if God's looking out for me anymore, but this but Coke. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's here every time. It's the real thing. I, that's, I love that movie for that sake. Because like that one bottle of Coke ruined a whole entire show. And it does kind of ruin everything. Oh. I, I think about this all the time. It's like you take away... All of commerce is like taking away what we have. Like we did used to mm-hmm. like have – you'd spearfish, you'd build a little hut or a house or a village and you'd eat what was around yeah. and you'd hang out. And then co- the idea of basic commerce, like you're drinking a bottle of water, mm-hmm. is to take away what we used to have <laughs> yeah. and selling it back to us, which is like – obviously there's pretty basic stuff, but that's crazy. So I, I was thinking about the gods that must be crazy as well. It's a very brilliant idea. You give them something – Unique that no one else has, and you kind of invent mm-hmm. capitalism, and it ruins their lives, <laughs> and it ruins everything. <laughs> I mean, that Penn Jillette and I talked about yeah. that. He was like, "I think we used to be more leisured. We used to be fucking more. We used to be resting more. We used to be eating more, working less, and then we started being like, well, what if I take what I have and separate Shoot. it from?" I'm. I think people always sucked. I will. Oh, really? You don't <laughs> I, think, I think there was ha- like a Moana time? <laughs> like I think not Moana man, Moana time. Moana time. Uh, <laughs> like I think people had like. I think people always had issues with other people yeah. the entire time. Like I think we every time we're giving some we're given something, somebody else would ruin it for us. It's just not all of us it's are ruiners. There's always just going to be a ruiner. Yeah, there's always going to be like locust people mm-hmm. who just like eat exactly and but, destroy. But now our ruiners are way too powerful. So now we've elected one. <laughs> <laughs> we press a button. Oh yeah, we have. <laughs> we totally have. Um, where were we? Ethiopia, French, uh, Italy. Yes. I didn't even know Italy was was in this game. Well, they were not actually. They actually weren't doing that great as a as a colonizing country. <laughs> they have. They've been missing. Like they were not on on top of everything. So who they, was great at it? Spain. Oh no, England. England, obviously England. I, I think England's. It. And then I was like, like, but now I'm picturing the helmets of the Spanish. Oh, the Spanish did a great job. Don't uh, get the Spanish don't, wrong. Don't throw them out. Yeah, <laughs> but England. Because uh, that's why when I went to Uganda, mm-hmm. we're drinking tea. Yeah, like, they take tea. They do, which is fucking weird. Like one of my best friends, born and raised in Uganda, her English is her first language. Wow, it's insane. yeah, <laughs> that that was a real eye opener for mm-hmm. me. Because it, 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 the equivalent would be like seeing everybody eating with chopsticks or something. Exactly. And you're like, wait, what? Well, China came here. And now we all have to do it. <laughs> we all speak Chinese. Yeah. You're like, wow. So Africa does, does kind of have this like unfortunate position of like getting stamped on. Yeah. And over and over. I, the, the British were very good at it. The British were great all across the board. Uh, yeah. All around the world. They were number one. Uh, <laughs> well, they have India. They have, Which I mean, is surprising because they're the smallest. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and India is so big. It's so huge. It's a giant vagina country. It's just like, looks like 10 white people showed up and they're like, you're in charge of us now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 How do we let that happen? How disorienting is pale skin that you uh, can be like, ah, oh, we're in charge. It's like it's the 3PO effect. You, well, you see the sun hitting it. You're like, how do you, you turn redder and you don't even... <laughs> <laughs> He's shape-shifting. <laughs> like, there is kind of – I mean I'm not even saying this. It's to, – to be whatever. Val and I talk about it all the time. Couldn't you see a movie – in fact, they should make a movie where everyone's black and mm-hmm. like the I, – I could believe in a reality where people are like – Black looks healthier. It just does. Like Tilda <laughs> Swinton compared to like, you know, pick a, anybody. 
It, it, it just looks like you've been outside. It looks yeah. like you've been surviving. It, it, and Val was like, oh, it's chocolatey. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, like, we've done a pretty good PR campaign to be like, no, it's primitive, bro. Look, I, uh, it's very much – but it's uh, – that's the thing. It's People don't seem to comprehend, like, black is something that anyone can be after 100 generations. That like, is that doesn't, hilarious. Like, we keep forgetting that we are capable of changing color. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> like, that's that, – that's Well, the, you know, in South Africa, they don't believe that, right? There's, like, certain branches of racism where they're like, no, white people are from a different uh, thing entirely. No, that's not how it because works Because they all. were like <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I – don't, I don't watch these YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I'm just aware yeah. having some friends uh, from South Africa that are like – there's groups that are like, no, you you start black. We started black. Like that was like the original people. How do you get white from black? Yeah. And they're like, it, it's not possible. It's like, <laughs> very, it's, it's like a very basic argument. It's like it's a eugenics kind of thing. It's That's like, what I mean. It's it's they're a, like, like, we're special. We're special. We're special. And it goes back to the kids and the jokes. It really yeah. does. Is we're like, we're white and uh, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. What do you call a hundred Ethiopians? And we go. <laughs> Exactly. And, and it, this is how we uh, And I just laughed along. Uh, and also not understanding half the things were said to me was also helpful. <laughs> that is so... <laughs> Did you feel like an Ethiopian? Um, I know yeah. you were an Ethiopian. If you went into my mom's house, you would be like, this is 100% Ethiopian. <laughs> There's nothing in my mother's house that you're like, this is American. It's I like... just mean, do you remember having to learn that that joke was about you? Or were you like, oh, that yeah. joke's about me? Of course. Me. No, no. I, like, I understood... like. Cause, like, you know what I'm, I mean? Like, I watch my Jewish friends kind of figure out, like, oh, we're cheap. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like for a while there, I'm talking, like, first, second grade, we're just kind of, like, it's beautiful. And then yeah. uh, uh, slowly I figured out, oh, I'm Irish or, yeah. or whatever it is. And I'm like, I guess uh, I guess Irish people are drunks. No, that's what we got. That's right. what, exactly what happened. Obviously way but, worse. Well, it well, it was – We don't have to call it's, it. That, it's, like, we figured it out, and then we're like, oh, okay. And then we have to explain it to our parents, which is always a fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, to them, Ethiopia is number the one. Best. Number the one. Best. They are, oh, if you want I've to talked to Ethiopians. Yeah, if you want to talk about nationalists, you should <laughs> sit down with my parents <laughs> and try to convince them in other countries better. <laughs> <laughs> well, though, I, I mean, isn't the Ethiopian, not the click language, but the Ethiopian mm-hmm. language is very difficult. Um, isn't it's it? Semitic. It's uh, very similar to Arabic. Um, <laughs> it's the phonetic <laughs> alphabet. Okay. Um, the two main ones are Amharic and Tigrinya. They're very similar but very different, and uh, and the people from both places will tell you that they'll, they'll be very upset that I even did a slight comparison. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Are they similar though? They are very similar. So it's like Ur- you Urdu can and, um, learn the difference. Hindi. Yeah, you can learn. You can. But they don't like that either. Yeah, no, nobody wants that. And it's the same people that get upset between like Mexican Spanish and Spain Spanish. It's like it's right. Calm down. <laughs> that V means a lot. Oh to them. man, that <laughs> it's Voso Trust. You said it wrong. <laughs> All throughout high school, I'm like, why are we learning this? Mm-hmm. Can't we just agree that it's no Sotros? No! Sotros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's a big group of people closer to us that I think... <laughs> uh, agree with it, actually. Yeah. They want no Sotros. Yeah. So you, your parents are very proud, but in the schoolyard, obviously, you're getting... Yeah. Getting some flack. And, but at, like, at the same time, I wasn't like the kid that wasn't making fun of other weird kids. I wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to don't make fun of me. I'm not going to make fun. I'm making fun of everybody. You're teasing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this too. isn't the Charlie Brown song or yeah. poor, poor Suli Suli. Oh, yeah. No, I call no, you no, Suli, no, no. Suli. I, Like, I was getting made fun of, but I also was uh, making fun of these Vietnamese twins, so I wasn't helping anyone out. <laughs> I was a terrible kid, too. 
This goes back to your theory that people are terrible. Oh, yeah. I wonder where like an idea like that is is baked in. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. We do tend to ruin things. Yes, we. Like I, I, you want to think of a world where the the leanest, fastest hunter kills all the animals and gives them to the elderly, but. Well, I, think, I, I don't know if we have too many examples of those utopias. Well, our main problem, I think, is a, a lot of us just keep trying to be like, oh, I'm a good person. That's a bad person. Like, you have to also accept that you have bad qualities, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't accept you have bad qualities, then you're not really going to help the bad person, per right. se, because you're... Well, that's why I asked if you knew you were Ethiopian. I remember being young enough that someone could have come up and been like, Pete, you're Ethiopian. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been like, I am? Because everybody's telling you everything about you anyway. Yes. This is why, like, like you know, a- any type of, like, you're a, you're a boy and you're also a gay man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you have these things that you had to go self-discovery mode and figure out. But for so much of your life, people are just going like, you're a boy. Mm-hmm. I remember people being like, boys like girls. Yeah. I remember people being like, uh, you're from Boston. You love the Red Sox. Anything that was like imposed on me, I just kind of believe. Well, that's what happened to me. I got that from my parents. What's, like, what do you mean? My, they'd tell me I'm Ethiopian. That's what like, I'm saying. When you come, as an immigrant, that's literally every day of my life. My parents like, we're Ethiopian. This is Ethiopian. <laughs> that's Ethiopian. You're Ethiopian. Be sure. Good night, Solomon. You're Ethiopian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go out and be Ethiopian. You better be Ethiopian every second of the day. And, and what did that mean? What were the values that didn't carry, like, that weren't American? Like, there's, um, well, you still have to carry Ethiopian pride with you. You have to be proud of where you're from. Right. Like, that's instilled from the, my parents. They're very much like, you have to be proud of this. You have to be proud of the country you're from. You have to know its history. Can, here's Nobody gave a shit about Ethiopian history. <laughs> People still barely, barely, barely. I mean, we just started eating your cuisine. I know. <laughs> Within the last, it feels like the last 30 years. I know. I've heard uh, 9 million compliments. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's pretty good. It's good. It's good. You got to be in the mood. (laughs) So your parents are in Ethiopia. uh, In Ethiopia, then what happened with the Sudan thing? Why did why? Oh, there was a a big old. uh, We were yeah, but let's learn. Let's learn Uh, together. So Italy is. I've just never pictured Italy as like. uh, Let's go get them. uh, That voice is offensive, by the way. (laughs) That's an offensive voice. It's. I know. (laughs) And yeah, I'm. But I'm a, an eighth, so I could make You're it. You're an eighth? Okay. <laughs> All right. What's the story there? Oh, that's... I'm about to get it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Everyone's... Because uh, Italy occupied us. Uh, right. They actually... But it was so during, they finally got one they of broke your through. emperors. Uh, it was Haile Selassie, who was the really famous one. He's Jara Safari in Jamaica. Like, they believe he's the second coming of Christ in Jamaica. Currently? Uh, yes. That's... Like, the Safari belief is based... Entirely around Christianity and him. <laughs> what? He's, yeah, that's that's. How do I not know this? Because uh, uh, I haven't told you yet. It's next, Black History Month. Next I haven't week talked I have to you. Dreads, <laughs> and I'm smoking a blunt. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. These guys are great. Uh, they're also very homophobic. I was going to say they don't like the gays, but you know it works for me. <laughs> I'm just swimming in turquoise waters. Uh, is there any place better to be gay than Jamaica? It's like a very like beautiful. Oh, there's resorts <laughs> for it. Uh... There's resorts. <laughs> I took a risk with that. Don't go into the mainland. <laughs> 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 okay, tell the story. So Haile Selassie is the last emperor uh, during World War II. Italians broke through because they have the they have the, the Nazi party helping them out. And yep. 
uh, Haile Selassie just runs off and like tries to like get help, and he, he was like, "Help us!" And they're like, "Are you African country?" <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so he leaves Ethiopia looking for help. Yeah, and not, and it's not surprising too because we've been around as a country for a long time, so it makes sense. Like, oh, we were a uh, power for so long, we'd assume other people want to help us. Right. No. You kind of like fell asleep at number one. Well, if you're the only you're African country that's never been colonized, you just assume that you're still in the same league as the other. Co- uh, that you were the whole time. You don't know that the world just sees Africa as one yes. thing. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't. You, we didn't understand the whole like Ethiopians to say on average don't comprehend what other African countries have went through uh, wow. in that in that sense until like. But the Italians definitely helped. But then uh, Italians got kicked out because they lost the war, so we were never colonized because of that. And they got kicked out. Of course, if they, that's it's an occupation during wartime. It's and a colonization they're... after the war is over. Right. And since they lost World War Two. Mussolini. Uh, what if I was like, they lost? <laughs> they lost. <laughs> wow. So then they had to leave. They had to They leave. got the Charlie Brown music. Mm-hmm. And they had to slink. But they they also, like, they affected our culture a little bit. Some sure. Ethiopians still say chow. We do the double kiss on the cheeks, oh. which is also a very European thing to do. <laughs> yes. yes. And, um, and my last name is Giorgio. <laughs> so somewhere in the mix, mm-hmm. your very Ethiopian parents... Wait, is your dad? my grandparents? It's my my last name is my grandfather's first name. You're okay. And my he was an Italian. Is, no, he's just had an Italian first. He was a mix. Uh, <laughs> he was a mix man. Yeah. <laughs> he was a mix man named Giorgio. Yes. So Giorgio is part Italian, mm-hmm. and this is where your sliver of yeah. Italian came in. And then uh, after the Italians got kicked out, we had. Um, the government got overthrown. How do you do that, by the way? How do you kick out a whole group? Like, all right, everybody, it's done. It's mostly... Tell the person next to you. We only have five <laughs> minutes to clear out. Well, the great thing about Italians is that we could tell the difference between them and Ethiopians. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of like, if you don't look like this, wrap it up. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Guys, there's a system in place to spot you. <laughs> It's really easy. Uh, <laughs> it's a very it's a two part system. After the war was lost, I wonder if, if there was like aggression towards the Italians. Like they're the losers. Well, they, they have to leave. They committed a genocide during that time. Is that what like, they still didn't? They don't admit to to this day. Uh, there was a genocide. Of course, like they murdered a lot of Ethiopians. Re- uh, what is it called? Systemized mm-hmm. like killing. Yes, like just straight murder. Of course. Yes. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm ashamed I didn't know that. Uh, I, that's why I'm here again. And what was that about? Just like um, that one is. I, I'm such a was, goofus. It couldn't just be to murder people, it's or was it? Also, taking down the power system. That's what, like, pretty much like murder. Like, uh, it's because since it's all Ethiopian, not trying to go for a certain ethnic group, because uh, they're all the we're <laughs> all Ethiopian, right? So they were taking down uh, like scholars and. Uh, Shit. Like aristocrats and like just levels of power and like you because you want literally the whole trying point, to gut a country. Yeah, the whole point like it's the same thing that happened to the Armenian genocide. Like we want to get rid of every smart person so you guys can't create another leader. Whoa! So that's what and that's why it's like biblical shit mm-hmm. right there. Oh, it's yeah. like uh, no uh, no firstborn males. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it. Uh, it's crazy. It's, it's the most efficient way to genocide. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You know, at least I remember the first time I heard about the Holocaust. I was like, uh, clearly they were after information mm-hmm. or something. I, I remember thinking, why didn't the Jews just tell them what they wanted? I didn't understand, and, and, and not to say that this is they, there was a system to it. It wasn't yeah. just 
annihilating of people, or was it? It was annihilating of people, but I mean, it was, but it was power like structure with, of their annihilation to it's lead like, to the annihilation yeah. of the groundling people, yeah, like, like the non-intellectuals. Like, they like they're going to go at some point. Yeah, this is fucked up. Mm-hmm. You, you just want to make because sure, that's what they thought. It's like you, if they're smart and they will steal from us, so we got to get rid of all the smart ones they have, and because that's the whole thing. They like create a whole enemy uh, out of a victim. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, but then uh, they got kicked out. Uh, then After? our government, oh god, our government uh, was actually overthrown. Uh, the Haile Selassie is the last emperor of Ethiopia, and well, isn't isn't it? Uh, it's a weaker place now. There's yeah, been, it's a weaker you've place. Survived a genocide, and there's a whole issue of uh, the country. The country that was right next to us, Eritrea, which was uh, occupied by Italians for a long time, uh, got its freedom, and then Ethiopia took it. What? Yeah, so we were we did a bad thing after World this War. This is you making fun of the Vietnamese <laughs> twin. <laughs> this is the admitting the fault. Yeah. Oh, there's faults. Um, uh, nobody's perfect. We got murdered, and we still did a terrible thing right afterwards, which was keep the country that was occupied by Italy before. And it, and that's the thing is that it's and then that then we got our government thrown out by a communist dictator. Uh, so that caused a civil war within our country, and then Eritrea, the country that was power grabbed. Wanted its own freedom, so then that's also another war. So there's this war going around three ways. Wow! Uh, and that went on for a couple of decades, and okay. that completely because like Ethiopia is a really old civilization. So like we're talking about like power structures that have been there for hundreds of years, thousands. So the Ethiopia that your parents knew mm-hmm. was always yeah powerful. It's been around for thousands of years. There's an insane history behind it, so that's what they have in their head. Right, but it was always under strife, though. It was never like it wasn't too much. It was just... always under strife, but there was always that pride in where what the the history of the place was. So that's my 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 parents are very obsessed with that idea. Is number yeah. one we were never colonized? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it seems like it would be. Oh, yeah, if you were the only place, yeah. Like, oh, Everyone around you hey. is having tea, and you're like, we're straight Africa, baby. Oh yeah. Like other, like I've I've caught on to other Africans pointing out how arrogant Ethiopians are. Really, <laughs> and, I had no idea. Yeah. Do they know how the world? They're a punchline country. <laughs> yeah, they have been since 1981. Well, not all, not every country, because. On a lot of countries do respect, like America does make fun of us in that uh, sense, well, but it's not all across the board. We did in the 80s. I oh, feel yes. like we've turned it, it's just not as funny anymore. Oh, yeah. I think you guys wore the joke out. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'd what like to say country we got wise and we're <laughs> compassionate, but I think we just got bored. Yeah, I think it's the entire time. It's like, ah, we're done doing that hacky yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we got to move on to stronger, yeah. more material. <laughs> Where's the Middle East? <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Yeah, India got to go. I remember a lot of India jokes. Because mm-hmm. India got the smelly country jokes, oh, yeah. which is, God, we are the worst. Which is, <laughs> We're the worst. Which was handy for me because I was also from a smelly country. So that <laughs> Is Ethiopia got smelly jokes? Ethiopia food, Ethiopian food and has been inspired a lot by Indian food. Uh, uh, so I, sm- I smelled as a kid like a lot of spices. Did your house smell like those spices? Oh, and it smelled great. To you. To us. Right. But to and a to, child. to us now, too. Now I think we know those places. Oh, yeah, as adults. But there was a time we were like, what? Yeah, as a kid who eats... That's not McRib. <laughs> I've been eating pop procs all day. What does that smell? This is disgusting. <laughs> I eat from the earth, thank you. Fun dip. Yeah, and if you eat something that's uh, even remotely two spices, <laughs> like, yes. Like, what is? What are you? And we call we count salt as one, and pepper mm-hmm. as two. And that's so too if you many. Had a third, <laughs> oh, get out of here! What are you trying to kill me? Oh, and bring my own lunch to school, mom? Did what you? are you doing? Did a couple you? of times, and it is. Oh, have you ever no. seen a kid look at injetta for the first time? No. 
They don't. Like, you look like you're eating slop to them. <laughs> I felt bad because my mom put milk in my thermos. You, you have <laughs> ethnic food. What's next? World music? <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. So you were born in the Sudan. Yes. And you don't, do you have any memories of that? I have, like, faint memories. Um, a lot of... Uh, is it hard to... T- I'm being real. Is it hard to tell if their memories are, like, clips of movies you've seen? Oh, well, no, because <laughs> not a lot of clips of movies are my chubby African legs walking through <laughs> roads. <laughs> I'd see that movie. African babies day out. <laughs> there's, there's a few photos of me just being like little African babies walking down a dirt road. No, <laughs> I love it. And my dad also gen- dressed me up in little tiny like military outfits, like just like a tiny little general. Wow! Just a small <laughs> general. Wow! Just in case, mm-hmm. if you need an extra hand. I was his eldest boy, so he was really obsessed with making me. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, from what I could tell when I was in Africa, briefly, mm-hmm. there was that like the boy thing. Is even we still have it? No, oh, yeah, we still have it where people are like, "Is it a boy?" You see huh? that preference for boy? You know, we have a baby. It's a boy. All right. <laughs> and I was the oldest boy. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, and I'm not. You even, are technically a general. If I'm I not, understand how I am the general, work. But, but I'm not the oldest boy for my mother. I'm my oldest. I'm the boy oldest boy for my dad. dad. Oh, so <laughs> you, have, you have half brothers. I have two older brothers and two older sisters, and they are not that excited about. <laughs> what do you mean? When the middle child becomes the golden child? No. Oh my God. <laughs> You were your own little Ethiopia. Oh, yeah. You had people coming in trying to say, no, we're number one. And, and you had like, to fend them off. I've never been colonized. And now uh, you're in Jamaica and you're Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, no one here is a colonized dad's love but me. So. <laughs> you are Ethiopia. You are Ethiopia. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. So they hated you. Oh, kind of. But I wasn't like, I, but I was also like a, a know it all. I was condescending. Was? Oh, still. Condescending all the kidding. time. No, you're very can't smart. Hey, be honest with me. Anime. No, dude. <laughs> I loved having you in the room, not just because you're hilarious. And you are. Remember, I was just like, where did you come from? <laughs> I kept asking. I just wasn't ready for you to be as excellent as you were. Just because I, I don't know. I, I just, you blew me away is what I'm saying. No, I, th- I think you thing. thought I'm much younger than I am. Which is, I also thought you were younger. It was a lot of people off. A lot of people were just like, huh. That's, I forgot like, it. I'm that. not whatever age I thought you, you were 24. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were 24 and I was like, that's silly, silly. <laughs> No, when I was 24, you would have not enjoyed talking to me. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you mean? I was a 24-year-old talking well, out loud. <laughs> and know it all, you say. Yeah. But you would, um, you would, you spoke so much truth to so many things. I was like, this is why I was so glad you were in the room. Anytime something would come up. And not just your own issues, obviously. You're just like a very woke individual. I try. I don't. I, and like, I appreciate it. I'm just a very thoughtful human being. I try to be. Yeah, you're brimming with empathy. Yeah. But it's mostly spending most of my life being selfish, and that was. And so you had a turn. Really, yeah, it's, I had a turn probably in my my teen years uh, because I was the golden boy that became the gay child, <laughs> which was when the wrong. When did gayness seep in? Oh, gayness seeped in when I was probably like nine. When I started figuring it out on my own. Yes, because I I drew my own pornography. So that's <laughs> I drew my own pornography. Yeah, hit it. Because hey. I remember, sorry, I'm going to get to you. Yeah. Why am I interrupting? I'm totally fine. It's, I, drew, I just remember my friend drew like a very clinical vagina and I was like, huh. <laughs> like, I mean, I am straight. I yeah. prefer women. Vaginas are still kind of like, yeah, all right. You know, you got to get it at the right angle. He drew like the splayed <laughs> alien resurrection vagina. You know what See, I'm saying? See, I think that's a vagina we should all learn to get comfortable with. <laughs> 
I agree. I'm not saying it's gross. I'm saying I wasn't ready for it as a You're child. like, I'm just going to go with the line down the middle until I, would, I figure exactly. out. <laughs> just give me a line. Or just give me boobs. I drew boobs. Mine stunk. See, I, I actually, I, the art skills actually began, the nude ones began because I draw for other kids. And you I would draw, draw porn for other children? I would just draw naked ladies holding snakes. Oh my and god. that was that's and that made me so popular in the fifth you and sixth grade. Naked snake oh lady? god, yeah, they were just lining where, up. Where did you get the image? Oh man, that must have been like a. I probably like got a comic book, like a barbed wire or something like that. Buddy, can, mm-hmm. you're helping me remember that I used to trace images in comic books and just leave the clothes off. Like that was a thing <laughs> that I would do. So horny. Yeah. Impossibly horny. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. And, I know. And what I did, I did, that was pretty much what happened. I was like, I'm going to just draw what I think gay sex is. So you started, wait, okay, so you're drawing naked ladies, mm-hmm. but you're not like, I don't want to paint with two simple colors here. You weren't yeah. like, this isn't for me, but well, yeah. and I maybe it drawing, was for you. Like, and, like, I knew I was more attracted towards men, and then I would draw the men in lady having sex, and I was like, well, that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who am I supposed to be mm-hmm. with? And then in that situation, I'm like the lady's getting worse and worse drawn. Ah, <laughs> There's all this detail on the guy. Can, we can do a flip book <laughs> of you realizing your get. Yeah. Like, look at the detail. Like, this is just like a figure drawing, and this is that's just a stick figure of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, you, you're nine, mm-hmm. and through the drawings, you realize like that, that helped, but that, that wasn't the first experience. No, that I'm, was like that's like the Sears catalog was the first experience. Oh, really? Are there topless dudes in the Sears catalog? Topless dudes wearing underwear. Okay, and you just hover. <laughs> I always like the 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 bras. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the, I, I'm so embarrassed about this. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but like, there was the nursing bras, and I, I don't even know what nursing bras are the, at the, the time, really. The but it down. looks like they're taking them off because they have to demonstrate yeah. how to open it. So it's just a little bit more skin, <laughs> and I would be like, whoa. A Dragon Ball Z out of my deck. That's me. That's for me. She's she's gonna milk her yeah, baby. Yeah, I mean, like now I know what lactation is, which is weird because I was so much closer to lactation then. I had just done it, you know, fifteen, sixteen years mm-hmm. earlier. Anywho's all, <laughs> I'm with you on the Sears catalog. In fact, I would occasionally leave it open to the bra section on accident, and I knew everyone saw. And that really? Was very, that was embarrassing Ooh. for me. <laughs> but you're, uh, See, I was sneaky. But you also have the ad. Did you feel like it was bad to be gay? Oh, yes. Immediately. Yeah. That's my parents' number one thing. Bad and different? Or are those separate categories? Oh, no, no. My, it, was, it, was, uh, it was all mixed into one sort of general... Like, uh, feeling different was... Like, I already felt different being an immigrant and being... Uh, it was just like... The, feeling different was... F- my normal yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah oh yeah i'm not supposed to fit in with these things that's fine right but i'm just feeling on top of reality i didn't feel bad about those things because that's the that's one benefit of being uh an african immigrant is that your parents don't teach you like don't you're not taught by society that blackness is bad and your parents don't warn you about how society thinks of you right so i had no concept that uh like racism became a thing that i had to learn over time too that's something that i just read by the way which i loved in this book that even though i love tv and make tv mm-hmm. called the four arguments for the elimination of television i love it and they talk about the ad campaign black is beautiful yeah. which started in the late 70s and he was like he he was an advertising guy and he worked with those people and he was like it was a campaign for black people yeah 
it wasn't just it wasn't we weren't trying to convince white people necessarily. We we're trying to convince black people to go black is beautiful so it would come from the inside. Yeah. Like a next generation would have more pride because that's how you really get an idea to take root. Well then that, that's the whole point of it was that people were told black is ugly so that's long right, right. that it was necessary to tell people that black is beautiful. Which is so cr- this goes back to everything. Like these messi- like whose reality are we living in? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And who's making I don't this isn't like a conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's just like women minorities uh, different sexual orientations are all receiving a narrative from people who don't have their best interest in mind. Yeah, like there really is a power that be that's like, uh, all right, let them let them say they're beautiful. You know what I mean? Like that, that's pretty much crazy. It, and it's and and it's like and eventually we're gonna come back and be like maybe what's it's racist if we said white is beautiful, right? And you're like what? Right? We're gonna flip it. On, let them have it for a minute, and, and then, then we'll come in and be like that's racist. That's yeah. reverse racist. That's a whole reverse. You, you put that racism in reverse, yeah. And now you're ruining our lives. Right? right, right. Oh, oh no! God. Yeah. But th- these messages matter, mm-hmm. and they get into us way easier than we think. And that's the thing is, I was never put in like I was never raised. In a way that that was a thing that I was told, like black black was a, a slight disassociation because I was Ethiopian, right? And I was an immigrant, and then I then I was like, oh, like and that was the things like, wait, what well, do you mean? So you didn't feel black, you felt Ethiopian? Yeah, because that's what like when people were mean to us or like like we didn't think racism is like, oh, it's because we're African, and I see. and then it's like if we drop our accents. They'll be cool with us. And then we lost the accents, and it was like, oh. Uh, they just shifted to a new set of problems. <laughs> Never about. mind, guys. This is going to suck your whole life. <laughs> oh, man. That's the feeling of junior high. Is mm-hmm. I'm like, I thought I was being teased. By the way, I'm, I'm trying to relate but not compare the no, issues. No, I'm, I'm. But you're teased because you're soft and you have man boobs and stuff. And you're like, well, maybe if I lose my man, you do. And you're like, no, it's just the gait of my walk. <laughs> The sound of my voice. They'll it's the color of my something. hair. They'll find something. These, these motherfuckers just hate me. They're just ruiners. Yeah. But you had it in this very mm-hmm. personal and extreme and impersonal. Yeah. It's both personal and impersonal. It's just like you were the target of, of hate. And like, and so when it came for me to like fully comprehend uh, homosexuality, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I am. I know my parents think it's bad, but I never actually was upset with myself about being gay. Is that right? I just no. I you, you pole vaulted over it. No, I knew that at one point that I'm going to come out and it's going to be one of my. Par- I'm not living with my parents anymore, and I'm going to be the gayest person. I was no. very. You had it gets better. Um, I had a small. There still was like the stigma of acting gay, which I that's the issue that I had was uh, behaving in a way that I thought where people thought I was gay. Homosexuality wasn't more of the problem, but effeminate behavior was what I considered a problem. Oh, you wanted to um, pass? As oh yeah, that. I just wanted to like masculinity was a far bigger issue to me, really? which in itself is like that's not. It's like your first fully. acting job. Oh. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just like. You're like, I'll oh, just so – I don't – I'm not trying to be funny. I'm saying I'll yeah. speak more deeply or what I'll, are the I'll, I'll be more straight and uh, – yeah. Hello. I'll ask a girl at the prom. Oh, look at your tits. Let's yeah. dance, baby. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> By the way, as a straight boy, we were also doing an impression of straight boy. Oh, yeah. I you saw, know what I mean? I was there too. We used to yeah, – of course. We used to answer the phone like, hello. Mm-hmm. And in school, we're like, hi. Everyone's calling me ma'am. I'd call, I'd call Newberry Comics and they'd go, I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have Nirvana. And I'm like, fuck you. I'd be so mad. <laughs> So we were all, but you were doing it obviously with a with yeah. a heightened stakes. I because I I wanted to like, and that that's also what made me not feel too left out because a lot of I saw people trying to be more masculine too. So I was like, it's all brutal. right, if I get rid of this, this is yeah, I wouldn't have an issue. And but like here you are, this is a very human thing. It's it's not a gay thing. It's not a black thing. It's just like I think it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. Is you're going? I'm in this pitcher of water, 
And there are all the options, but there aren't that many options of cups. Yeah. <laughs> and like, which one can I pour myself into? And unfortunately, again, these messages are going like, this is why I, I, I sympathize and understood the transgender thing better than maybe – it wasn't that easy. It mm-hmm. wasn't that hard to understand because I'm like, everything is imposed on you. Yeah. Everything is an idea, is a construct. And we're all doing our best to go like, OK, well, uh, like a bonsai tree. This, this branch doesn't really fit. I'll clip that off. I'll clip it. And now here I am. Hello, father. I'm a – whatever it is. Exactly. But none, none of us are any of these things. No. It just – you know what I mean? There's a no, freer way like to comprehend. live. Yeah, yeah. There's – and that's I, – I had a small aspect of that in my – like, but then there's always the need to live up to certain ideals. Of course. But like when I turned 18 and I came out, I was like I'm – like I, I still had the – But that issue. was nine years of mm-hmm. pretend time. Oh, yeah. It was – you still I had deserved several Oscars for it. I was doing such a good job. I convinced <laughs> no one. So many – my brothers were so unsurprised when I told them. They were just like – Is that true? Oh, yeah. They're, well, they also found my, uh, my, my, my drawings at one point. <laughs> Oh my god. Is this dude fucking a stick figure? Oh man. <laughs> Look at the balls. <laughs> Look at how much details on the balls. Zero details on the lady. The boobs are just an eight. <laughs> he just drew an eight. He didn't even lift up the pencil. He did both <laughs> boobs in one move, and the balls looked like it took him at least 45 minutes. Wait, I, I want to slow down. I, I, mm-hmm. The reason I love these stories is because. Like, like I'm saying, it's, it's a story for all of us. It's yeah. like who you really are is inside. And it's all of our jobs is to figure that out and then come out. Yeah. And then – so there's all these different types of coming out. But these are high stakes, Ethiopian, you know, and then there's the stigma of just being gay. So when you were nine, like how did that manifest? I know you had the drawings, but do you remember the moment where you came out to yourself? Um, I'm trying to – I feel like I just – it was just like a, like a quick bathroom assessment. Like, it was just like it was like I was masturbating and I was just like this is it this is what I want there's no way I'm gonna change it and really? like, there's a small part of me that was like maybe one day I might be not gay but I was like meh <laughs> and it, it was just I'm assuming you're not you don't have enough experience to know what it is or are you just masturbating to the idea of yeah because yeah that, and that was things or like, had you seen there was like three times like probably three or four times where I was like mm, let's make it. Let's see if I can get a woman into this. That, that was the that was that's the, like Todd Glass on yeah. WTF. He's like at the last second and think of a woman while he was masturbating. And I did that probably like a handful of times, and I was like, nope, too hard. Wow, <laughs> don't want to do it. So you did have a little inner resistance. Yes, a little. Like there was enough laziness inside of me to know that it took too much work to try. Right? Do I really have to climb this mountain? No. Right. How about I just uh, don't? Maybe I'll just it. think about a lady. Right mm-hmm. at the end with her perfect eight tits. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to think of a guy the whole time. And and was there a crush or anything? A friend or teacher? Um, I know that's very personal. I'm trying to, I, well, that's the thing is I'm trying to remember because uh, I – like that time – I'm trying to remember when I realized I liked girls. Because <laughs> I, I think the crush was my – like the biggest crush I think was like a couple of years later was my fifth grade teacher. Um, and he was a weirdo. I don't know why I had a crush on him. Really? He was one of those guys that talked and had like a piece of spittle in between the oh, bottom and... Like he needed some water. And I just I just was like, that's an attractive person to me. That is what I'm about. <laughs> I love that. Early sexuality will kind of do anything. Yeah, and he also like... he that's, That was like the sea life year. Like we learned all about like the orcas and... Yeah. And... <laughs> 
There's all these phallic yeah, creatures. Oh, my oh. God. The ocean is so gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and is... I would also would have had sex with a dolphin at that age, too. That I'm sounded... pretty sure a dolphin would fuck. I would... Somebody has that bit about how dolphins... Oh, no, they're they're awful. Yeah, I they rape don't... people. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Every once in a while... And it's only the report. There's only some reported, and they they're like, like they're they're not keeping it a secret from us. They're like, I'll drag you into the water. I've right. done it multiple times. <laughs> Why are you guys not paying attention they're to us? So <laughs> smart though, they're majestic. Well, it's also like the same thing with the killer whales. We're hanging out with those, and I'm like, those are those those eat sharks. They, eat, they do. <laughs> they are shark eaters. Oh my god! Like their killer whales can kill a great great white. So it's like, why are we hanging out with these like, guys? Also like, big old dongs. Yeah. Why is that trainer putting his head in that in that orca's mouth? Are you? <laughs> yeah. Sea World's fucked mm-hmm. anyway. I, I can't handle aquariums. Sea prisons. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Remember how big the ocean used to be to you? Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> how do you like chlorine? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. Any hoozle. So you had your spittle guy, yeah, and then you you had like a pretty quick realization. You're like, yes. I think that's for me, mm-hmm. and you even knew well, mom and dad aren't going to like this. Oh, that was an that was an immediate. That was a very how did they make? How did you know that? Oh, it's just like general comments, and it was always like going to church when anything in regards to homosexuality was brought up. It was, it was always like, the abomination. Was, yeah, stuff. the abomination, and my dad would just go on forever about it. And you're like, really? oh, okay. And my mom would too. My mom would be on the side, like agreeing, like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Really? Like, All right, this is going to be. <laughs> Yikes. Mm-hmm. So you also had to play that. I'm assuming if he would rant about it, you couldn't go, like, well, now, Dad, it wasn't that sort of conversation. No, 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 no. I was yeah. just like, yeah. He was like, quiet, or I'll put the general PJs on you again. I also, I, I, well, I wasn't just like sitting there quietly disagreeing. I was like, yeah, homosexuality is all. I was doing my little bit of. Right, uh, like, they, they deserve to all die. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Murder them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when you were trying to pass, did you ask girls out? And did, were you... I didn't ask anyone out. Trying I, to play more sports? Were you trying to uh, no, no, I do was, more feats of daring? I'm I was, trying to think of what... I was very ad- academically focused. And so I, you're the smart I, guy. I've achieved on that time. Uh, and then I... Um, the old I'm not gay, I'm smart defense. Yeah, and uh, that's a great ex- – well, also no one wants to date. That, yes. I was a really nerdy, I actually wasn't joking. Kid, so. I was like, you could be kind of anything. Yeah. We didn't know if the nerds were gay. They were nerds, and mm-hmm. we stopped there. Yeah, I, I like, became nerds. a nerd, the most unfuckable thing in school, and yeah. therefore no one wants to go exactly. out Exactly. Why dig any deeper? <laughs> We've hit the topsoil of nerd. <laughs> this is ge- – you're bringing me back, man. It's a lifesaver. It really, like, it did not – if you don't want to face – your sexuality. Uh, be a nerd. Be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. That guy loves books. You're drawing a huge dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> a very well-shaded perfect dick. Perfect dick. <laughs> the tiniest stick figure lady. So far away. <laughs> <laughs> She's just holding up a card that says 10. Wow. Even she loves this huge dick. Uh, so then you you didn't fool anybody. You, you came out to your brothers first? Is that- I came – well, I came out to um, – yeah, who, who got actually, it first? It had to have been a friend first. Well, the first person I ever told, I actually came out to my niece when I was 17. To your niece? Uh, when she was just a baby. So I just sat her down. I was like, by the way. I had like a whole five-minute talk with her, and I didn't come How out. How old is she? She was, I'd say, uh, about nine months old at the oh time. Oh, my God. I thought you were like, eh, she no, was no, a baby. No. She was like four. No, I was just like, I was like, I was just like, well, since you're not going to judge me, <laughs> I'm holding my nine-month-old niece. I'm like, I'm going to tell you what's going on. 
So I just had this like very like. I wish someone had walked. Oh in, my like, god! And I draw big dick, <laughs> and the ladies just got less less detail. <laughs> and someone's like, ah, uh, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> so she she does she obviously doesn't remember. It, but she's actually was the first human that I told that I was gay. Right, to, right, okay. And her mother's a lesbian, practice. which also helped out. That helps. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go to the mom. So you knew some gay people. Mm. No, I, I I knew my yeah my sister was out, but I didn't tell her. First. Wait, your sister came out first? Oh yeah. Um, oh, I, I have a lesbian sister. I wish I could do an Ethiopian <laughs> accent, so I could be like, "What curse has been brought up on my family?" Like he has two gays. Oh my dad. Oh yeah. Uh, your yes. dad. <laughs> my dad. Two gays, <laughs> and one of them's a comedian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is That and I'm, and we're his two first children as well. Shut the fuck So like, my mom can be like, you made the gays, not me. <laughs> you made the gays. <laughs> you they did were, this. They went straight when I left them. Yeah, I had four children before you. Straight, 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 <laughs> straight. So <laughs> does, does she, Would she say something like that? That's kind of... No, but I'm pretty sure that was in the back of her head. Like, wow. <laughs> my... Your dirty balls. I made the gays. Yeah. My vagina was very straight. Mm-hmm. Then you shot a disco ball up there. And I had to readjust, and I made two straight ones after that. <laughs> ah, recalibrating. So you tell your parentos, mm-hmm. and you tell your baby, and then you tell who? Well, I, I, didn't, I tell my parents later. I told my, I told my coworker at um, my former Subway coworker. <laughs> <laughs> you tell a coworker. She was the first that I told. On shift? Yes, she was She was still working at Subway at the time when I came out. I mean, were you working with No, 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 we her? were both. Actually, she, we were working at, um, at a bakery together now. Oh. We're still, we're still in the same strip mall in Seattle. <laughs> we just moved up to the uh, bakery. As was a, it better pay? We were baristas, so oh. yeah. We were, we were moving up. And you're making tips. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And we were doing, so I, I tell her first. And your name is... Giorgio. Mm-hmm. Kind of works. I actually Giorgio, roll- <laughs> macchiato, please. And I roller skated to work, too. You did not. I did. That's when we need 70s black <laughs> Look at that fly-ass motherfucker. It's Solomon Giorgio just coming down his <laughs> to work. Clear the way, folks. <laughs> but no, I, did, I, 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 I roller skated to work, uh, and I came out to my friend uh, Sherry. Uh, As you're hanging up the roller skates, <laughs> you're like, I have news. And she's like, I have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me put my skates away right quick. <laughs> And put some pants over these shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell her, how does she handle it? She handles it surprisingly Great. well. There's because we're like Seattle's a very progressive city. It just has doesn't have that many things to be progressive at. So <laughs> what do you mean? Like it's it's mostly white oh, and straight I city. See, so I like, see. Like we heard it's of, a theoretically it's like, progressive. It's city. Like they're just sitting there like give me a black person to be progressive at. <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking about this because I I was driving here. And sometimes I watch my brain, and I saw a black guy in a car make a left, and I go, black guy. No no judgment. It wasn't impassioned at all. And I was like, it's fucking weird. Why do I do that? Like, why does my brain – and I know. I've, I've read about the science of your brain and blah, 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 blah. But when I was in Atlanta, black people everywhere, you literally do stop yeah. noticing differences. If you're flooded, you, you really – it's like Richard Pryor's bit. You just go to Africa. You're mm-hmm. just like people – but in L.A., in certain neighborhoods, yeah. you see a black guy and, you, and it stands out and you go, black guy. Again, yeah. it wasn't any stereotype. Well, it was just noting it. But why note it? In Atlanta, I, Val and I were like, this is great. 
Because it's it's not a it's not a segregated city, right? Like these, like there's like there's isn't that crazy? Like there's a self-imposed segregations that cities have that do, and also the societal ones that we still do that we pretend don't exist anymore. It's like that's, that's I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah, like it's a segregated city. L. A. is a very much a segregated city, which is so insane, right? Because it's like it's it shouldn't be, but in, especially based on how progressive it was. But yeah, Seattle was the same way too. A lot of black people lived south. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the way it was. Chicago I just was too. Yeah, I was one of the few black families that were in the north side of of seattle and so it was like but there was also like people who were very pride in themselves on being liberal being well read and so like when we were hanging out they're like hmm, hang out with my kids <laughs> and, right 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 can we rent you mm-hmm. <laughs> and can so, you culture us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if, if you're if you're a non-threatening uh, other to them they definitely want to embrace you right and so i was definitely when you see a six or four Skinny African and roller skates are like, that's a non-threatening. Right. Right. <laughs> that's I, the definition I could see of that non-threatening. having a sandwich in my house. <laughs> I bet he likes tuna milk. That kid can come over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. And then I, so yeah, I was, uh, they were very much like, I, I was like, I, but I came up to my brothers after that. They were playing Dreamcast. They were having a great day. I'm, I tell them to stop playing. And then I do the whole, like, I got to tell you guys something. And I give them a nice, like, long, like, five minutes. super nervous? Oh, yeah. And, I jacked. And the entire time they're just like staring at me, just like. And then I finish talking, like, you you interrupted Dreamcast, no, to tell us something we already fucking know. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Don't pause the yeah. Dreamcast. Like we were in the middle to cast of your dreams. Soul Caliber too, and you thought uh, I was trying hard to think of a Dreamcast <laughs> game. I could think of a dragon one. There was a dragon. So they knew. Oh yeah, they were on board. They didn't care at all. That's kind of the uh, come out dream, isn't it? Yeah. That they're like, buddy. We've known. We've always and then you known. Unpause. Soul Caliber Two. Yeah. And can we go back to our lives now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that felt and nothing great. changed. No, nothing at all. It felt great. It's always been the same with them. It's been. And then my parents got mad. The, what, what, what was that? <laughs> no, that had to be a thing. Where do you, it was I'm a big nervous? Thing. It was a big I'm thing. nervous. It Where was, do you go? You, Where do you do it? Not in the house with the spices. Mm-hmm. Those are weaponized. Those are. Oh, my parents had plenty of weapons. It didn't matter. Uh, they did not. Did they? Oh my. Oh yeah. We were we were a family of whoopings. Uh, whoopings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Not I just, say whoopings, but uh, they were beatings. Uh, <laughs> you got beat by. Oh your, my god. Oh, my parents are super silly. abusive. Yes. No. Yes. I know. Part. Of, okay. So now we have abusive mm-hmm. parents. Is there something in you? I wonder. You're telling them something that they don't want to hear. Is there a healthy amount of fuck you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dad. I oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I'm gay out of spite now. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, I might have been somewhere else on the Kinsey scale, but, yeah, but <laughs> now it's like knocking nudged, to the fucking edge. <laughs> nudged. Nudged. Hilarious. That's so interesting. There are certain things that, like... Again, it doesn't compare at all, but I remember making personality choices out of spite to yeah. my parents. Oh, especially like I because I did fall out of religion and I got mad about that. Then I got mad about the gay thing, and then I just got mad about a lot of things. And I think the, the beatings also what, I was mad about too. And you have how many brothers and sisters? I'm one of seven altogether, but six of us were raised together. And now, and you're all just getting beatings? Oh yeah. Was there? A, I, I'm not trying to be funny. There's usually somebody that gets most of them. Um, my. My sister, the lesbian uh, yeah. one, not the other one, uh, like the other one, uh, the uh, the other uh, yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, straight people discuss you. The other. Uh, 
the breeder. Yeah, my my buds were cool about me being gay, but the second they told me they were straight, I was like, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gay too. <laughs> I thought this was cool. I thought it was cool because you were me. You, know? <laughs> you unfurl a banner that says, we're all gay. You're like, well, now this doesn't make any sense. Take the roller skates off. <laughs> Um, oh, we have family roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing bits. Back to the beatings. Yes. <laughs> Forget who got it the most. That's a dumb question. I'm just wondering uh, what it was like for you. The beatings? Just like that climate. Um, it was like it's... Was like, it a routine or yeah, was it like... There was just an aggression towards each other after a certain point where you don't have to... Like you can just be... You can hurt other people. And that's the, that was a very weird thing because, like, now as an adult, I can't imagine hitting another person. Right. But the the situation I was raised in, I was like, if somebody like I could hit my brother for no reason if I want to. Wait, it went to you guys as well. Mm-hmm, of course, we would destroy each other all the time. Like my brother would just be standing there, and I'm like, you know what? Your head should be pushed against the wall. Get. And I would do that out of my face. Yeah. You would just randomly. You devil. Oh, you well, just push him in. Of course. My brother was also no different. Like, he'd see me just sitting there reading a book, and he's like, I could just stomp his head, right? And he Whoa. would just do that. To the point of real pain? Not, oh, it was real this pain. This horsing around. We were hurting each other very badly. And because you saw it from your parents? Of course. And his dad hitting mom, too? No. Uh, <laughs> we weren't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad wasn't crazy. My mom was very strong for, <laughs> for any of you. So she she was a strong lady. Yeah. And she's hitting you too. Oh yes, she was. She would the things that my mom would threaten us with our dad's beatings, and we would prefer those because he'd give up sooner. Really? <laughs> so she's like, when your father gets home, we're like, oh fuck, thank you for giving what? me a break. <laughs> Holy shit! No, my mom would be. She had. Uh, it was called the mufraka, uh, which is uh, her stirring stick, which was just the broken end of a of a broom. And we were, oh man, that thing. I would it had like, a name. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it was it it was a tool. <laughs> right. It's just the word for the, broken the, broom. Well, it was a, for stirring stick. Right. Stirring stick. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> but it was the stirring stick just happened to be a broken broom. <laughs> and the soup was your was mm-hmm. was your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and she stirred it. That's fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. But it's I I don't know if I'm getting the correct picture. Is it a fearful place? Because right now, oh, it's terrifying. The way we're talking about it, it sounds like a like a Three Stooges thing. Like every everyone's getting beat. It was Three Stooges. Like when somebody else is getting beat, it's a very Three Stooges thing for you as a spectator. <laughs> Wait, that was the climate. Oh yeah. Like so, when your brother or somebody was getting whooped, I was laughing hysterically. No, you room. weren't. I was dying. How are you? I just talked about how empathetic and compassionate you are. Yes. And you are. How did that come out of that? It seems like you should be you should be in a basement right now sawing <laughs> a rat and just being like, I just wanted to see what would happen. Because when you're in that place of abuse, you just go – that's a survival technique is to just you find the humor in So it. this like, is why you're funny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm laughing at the te- most terrible thing that's happening. Right. And because the, what's the other option is to just be paralyzed mm-hmm. in fear constantly. Or not feeling it at all. Which is, right. that's the psychopath in the... In the right, <laughs> if you were just sitting in the corner, just, just like looking. very calm. With a smirk on my face. Oh, <laughs> oh, and I look away for a second and look back and you have full clown makeup on. <laughs> and then I'm like, why am I here? I don't want to time travel to this. <laughs> and then I realize I have a job to do and I go in and do karate. But then your dad <laughs> kicks the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, I'm here to save you, Solomon. You're like, hey, you should be lucky my mom's not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and that's the easier one. <laughs> oh my god! And then he tags your mom. Oh boy, she's got the stirring stick. 
But like, it's not like it was like constantly like there's there was a fear, but there was also my parents were very lighthearted too. Like they were very much like very funny and but not like. So they were like, was it one or the other? Were they kind of borderline like? That? Oh, it was. Like, were they alcoholics? Yeah. Well, no, my mom never drank. My dad did. But I th- it's not like they were like extremes. It's just like yeah. there were six children. Yeah. And there's no excuse for what they did. But I also know that if I was in a room filled with six children constantly harassing me, I'd have to leave all the time. Right. Because I wouldn't know what to do. I'm like. Right. And they were very much. They could have. They were under a lot of stress. They were under a lot of stress, and they didn't know how to handle it, and they just chose a terrible way to do it. And instead of getting help from other people, they decided, well, I think the best way to get these kids to be quiet. You know, it's free. <laughs> Good old-fashioned beatdown. Don't throw that broom away. Now we're just doing bits about yeah. your terrible beatings. I'm yeah. just sorry. If you fight your kids like an adult. <laughs> you know, I think I can take most of my kids. Uh, uh, but, so, that, but the thing is that uh, if enough of us got together, they'd lose. Wait, you'd team up. Oh, yeah. That's when we would get things, is uh, when they, whenever they tried to take anything so away. So it was like a meritocracy. It was mm-hmm. like, whoever wins. Exactly. Like, if, if it's just my parents versus one, like one or two of us, we'd lose. But if they're like, we're going to take this away from all of you, and like, no, you made too many of us. <laughs> You've like, almost like a opposition. children of the corn kind of situation. Like a Voltron. Like, <laughs> you just assembled. Exactly. And then you'd all fight your mother? <laughs> well, they wouldn't. Solomon! <laughs> what is the story? We never beat it. It was just like a, like a comprehension of the uh, of numbers. My parents were smart enough to... The threat? <laughs> ...to understand that the threat <laughs> looming. Like, we would never hit them, but they were like, all right, there's enough of them that we can get murdered in our sleep, so we better be careful on this one. But it, uh, was there ever fighting back in general? Because you're getting older. Oh, yeah. We, like, it definitely, A, got less over time yeah. uh, based on um, several uh, social workers coming over. Really? Yeah. So my parents like began to understand. Neighbors were noticing? Neighbors were noticing. Um, my sister actually became a ward of the state during that time because she ran away. And uh, she, she called out my parents for what they did. And the rest of us didn't do it. Like, we were on our parents' side, so that's why she became more of the state, because we weren't going to be like, no. They... So you were, like, loyal mm-hmm. to the family? Of course. For some reason, yeah, no, it, it does make and sense. And I was upset it's with my like sister for doing that. Stockholm I was actually very angry with her right? for, like, her running off and, and telling somebody else that that's happening. Again, classic African voice mm-hmm. would be great here. It's, it was so mad at my... you call the police? You take our family down. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible thing. Yeah. She probably thought she, she did do the right she thing. She did do the right thing. You should Unquestionably, <laughs> she was doing the right thing. She was trying to save her, her, herself and her siblings, but... And you didn't even appreciate it. No, because because like, it didn't make more trouble for you. It would. It didn't made. It didn't like. That's the thing. Is like I know what this is, and I can handle this. Yeah. Versus the unknown, yeah. which is like if you're like if you see how foster care works and kids being taken away, it's like and you watch enough of those TV movies, you're like, I don't want that. I don't want none of that. I'm gonna stay mm. with these. I know. I know the kind of pain I'm gonna get these from from these monsters. Wow. Wow. Instead of finding a different monster. Like, it's just one of those things where you're like, one day I'm going to be older. And that's the thing. Is like, as we got older and definitely bigger and stronger, they're like, okay, uh, this, is a, this is a foe. <laughs> this is a foe? Yeah. And well, no, it's more like, yeah, they just sort of just comprehended that we're getting, we're like equal. Like, especially. Yeah, oh, I see. Uh, F-O-E. I thought yeah. you meant hot Vietnamese soup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pronounced. Look, but, this is uh, what we've been eating. We say pho because <laughs> we're from Ethiopia <laughs> and we don't know. It's pho. It is. Uh, so you are secret gay getting mm-hmm. your ass beat. Yes. 
which I know we're using casual language. I feel bad about this, and I know we all do. Look, well, you're not my therapist. We're, 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 <laughs> I've you, already, I've already talked to a person about this. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure it's clear. I'm not out here walking un, unfocused. Like, I'm not avoiding emotions anymore. Right. Oh, good. Were you were first time? Mm-hmm. Secretly gay. Mm-hmm. Getting beat. Now you're going to have to tell them. Where, where do we go? Um, I, I kind of was like, the kitchen. <laughs> The kitchen, yeah, the home of the the stirring stick, yeah. <laughs> oh I went God. to the source of the abuse. You went to Mordor, yeah. You were like, if I'm going to get rid of this golden <laughs> ring of gayness, <laughs> I'm going to have to drop it into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, eyes of Sauron, come into the kitchen. I got something to tell you. Both at once, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah, both at once. Hey, I've, I'm nervous. I was not. It was not actually. That was I was not scared to do it. Really, I was not at all. I because you were out of the house. I was I was already I was on the way out, and I just it's like it's a hundred percent spike now. I'm you're, working you on like that you're flying off the rockets here, just like oh man, oh. right? Like right. I'm just like oh, like at first like <laughs> when I first thought about it, like a year before I was like oh man, I'm really terrified, I can't do that, and then that year something was like oh, this is gonna feel so good to tell them to their face, they're not gonna like this at all. <laughs> It's like uh, Goodwill Hunting. I'm mm-hmm. not, remembering Goodwill Hunting, they, he gives him the three things to hit him with, and he picks the hammer. Yeah, and he goes, "Fuck him." That's why you had like a. I know you don't like this, and I, mean, I know you beat me, and you're a fucking asshole. But I'm going to enjoy the picking the hammer every single Fuck second. You, that's why every moment. So you're kind of enjoying it. I enjoyed it the whole time. You enjoyed it the I, whole time. If I could do it again, I would. <laughs> I wish I could film that scene so I can just watch it for the rest of my life. It wow. felt so good. Just have it on loop while you're drawn to yeah. Just like, just, well, like, I was like, I was like, I was ready to, like, I was just like sexually frustrated, pissed off, spiteful. And what like, time of day? I was like three o'clock. Good afternoon. Afternoon. I, and I, I just, I just out it. I just like real quick. And my dad. Wait, you, so you go in and you go, mom, dad, I'm gay? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really buffer it in any way. Because who cares? And also, like I, I, when I speak to my parents, I speak in a little bit of uh, broken English for them. So, it's like I'm gay. <laughs> you you I break was, it down for them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's well. That's like I just kind of like speak in their phonetics. Right. Because it's it's also an easier way to speak too. Because you could skip words. <laughs> right, right, right. It's faster. We should mm-hmm. all be doing it. <laughs> so you People go. Should try it. <laughs> Mom, dad. Gay. Gay. Me. Me gay. Peace. <laughs> Peace. And then you turn it into the middle finger and oh, yeah. around. God, it was, and they were they were upset, but I didn't I was really like it was a, like a like a cold shoulder kind of situation for me. Iced. Iced out hard. You just rollerbladed it. Mm-hmm. Roller skates. <laughs> I don't and a rollerbladed. Nobody said blade. <laughs> Calm down. So do, are they yelling? Are they screaming? Are they or um, do you think they knew? They they were definitely upset. They definitely like they've made comments about it before before uh-huh. they had an idea of it. And um, what what gave them an idea? I think the the large amount of drawings that I made. They oh they found the drawings. Yeah, because they became more homoerotic. Right. The lady literally was no longer there. She's gone. She's so out. It was just, so now it's like Spider Man just reaming the Hulk, and it is. <laughs> wow, I always thought Hulk was a top. No, you think that? <laughs> it's not about size. No, yeah, I know. I keep finding out again and again. <laughs> He's a generous lover. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I just, I said it and like my dad, like he threatened to kill me, but I was, he did, but I was already bigger than him. So I didn't care. Uh, what? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm also like, dad threatened 
This is what I hate, mm-hmm. is that our dad's and our mom's words mean more than they ought to. Like we, I'm sure you've been to therapy. We can intellectualize our way around them and their mm-hmm. impact. But unfortunately, like sometimes I'll call my dad and he'll tell me that he's proud of me or something. And I'll hang up and I'll be mad that I'm in a good mood because I'm like, I should be able yeah. to validate myself. But I hear that voice go, Peter, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. And I hang up and I'm like flooded with a good feeling. And I hate that we're stuck in these systems like this. So your dad's like, I'm going to kill you. It had to mean something. Well, no, that was actually like the millionth time he threatened to kill me. You are living <laughs> a different life. This is what this podcast is about. I keep trying to go, it's probably like my dad telling me he's proud of me. And you're like, no, my dad threatened my life on the reg. It was pretty dope. Both of our parents, my mom's, like, it was a common phrase. My mom's catchphrase for a while No! Was, One day. I'm going to kill all of you, and then I'm going to kill myself. And we're like, okay, lady, sure. Go for it. That sounds like a lot of work, and I know you don't want to. So that became very, very normal, that kind of a statement. One day, (laughs) I'm going to kill all of you, and then kill myself. Mm -hmm. And then she calls you Habibi de Shaitan, which means uh, children of Satan. (laughs) Habibi? Habibi de Shaitan, baby of children. So it is similar to Mm -hmm. Arabic. Well, it was Arabic that she was saying. Oh, she's saying, okay, (laughs) interesting. Wait, children of... He said, Satan. Satan. Which is a fun thing. Like, how did you get us? <laughs> oh, you fucked Satan? Did you fuck Satan? Is, is dad Satan? Is Satan a bottom? Or did you adopt children from Satan? Because that's a very weird thing. If Satan just drops off kids, you shouldn't need to keep them. You don't need them. <laughs> God will understand. You didn't want Satan's children. Wow. Yeah. So you get a, a run of the mill, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And you get out of there. Yes. And then Solomon, I'm, we're all rooting for you. This is going to be a beautiful movie. <laughs> Solomon Giorgio moves into Seattle. Yes. Uh, his own apartment. No. His, I, I don't mean like alone, but you're in your own place. Oh, yeah. I stay you're with not friends, living yeah. with your, you went to stay with friends. Yeah. But I also ended up moving back to my parents' house for a bit. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. No, you didn't. Yeah. How? Yeah, after I got disowned, too. It was very fun. Wait, they disowned you? Well, yeah, like but officially? it didn't make a difference because I was over 18, so there's nothing that can be done. So it's just mostly specifically, yeah. still, it felt good to do. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we have that be his voice? Um, they yeah. disowned you? Like, that's a real thing? Like, paperwork sort of notary? Yeah. Well, that's not our son anymore? I think he just did and the your paperwork. mom's like, and if you could edit the bottom one day, I will kill them all and kill myself. Well, my, my, my mom was very much, very, like, fine. Like, six months later, like, whatever, I don't care. That you're gay? Yeah. But your dad... Took it. You're his oldest son. Mm-hmm. You're, he dressed you as a general. Yes. And now you're trying yeah, big, Spider-Man. Big old homo. He just didn't talk to me. <laughs> he, that's a, that was the thing. It's like that's it's like because they they didn't have any real retort. Yeah. As an adult, so it's like just not communicating with me as much anymore. Oh. Uh-uh. So it's fine. Yes. I got I I got plenty well, of people to talk to. You <laughs> left and you moved in with sandwich artists. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you uh, did? no, it's uh, a friend's parents helped out here. A friend's parents. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Well, <laughs> they're just nice people. <laughs> they, Wait, that felt like you were going to be like, it was the Wahlbergs. <laughs> like Mark they're just and nearby friends. I, I stayed with them. They helped me out a lot. And, and then also another group of people also helped me out too. It was sort of like I kind of went from one place to another until... Are these church people or are these just... No, they're just uh, nice little hip, little hippies in, the, in North Seattle. So you took them up on the whole, like, you seem like a non-threatening, yeah. non-white person that we mm-hmm. want to have tuna melts with. And you were like, remember how you felt that way about me? Yeah. I'm moving in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Finally, 
a glimmer of light <laughs> in the story. I mean, you're a glimmer of light. You're doing wonderful, oh, and, yeah. and you're great. But, you know, in the movie, we're really feeling bad about you right now. <laughs> and then you moved in with friends. Yeah. And did you have your own bedroom? Um, I knew I it was a couple I don't think, Yeah, I, I think for most of my 20s, my own bedroom wasn't a common thing. It wasn't a thing? <laughs> no. Living room? Like living room, bedroom, such like I've got like I had a few bedrooms here and there, uh-huh. but I think the first time I had a steady bedroom was when I moved to Los Angeles. Get out! <laughs> no way. When I was when I, right before my thirtieth birthday, that was probably the first time I was like, I have an official bedroom. Well, this is the that's the last shot of the movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> you dropping your keys, <laughs> and then we pan over. And your roller skates are hanging up on, on the wall. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> so what, what kind of a house guest were you? Were you? Did you take it real serious? Were you like up before anybody and made the living room back to normal? Or were these like super familial places that you could just be yourself? No, I was always a very clean guest. I was very – that's – You were aware or like – no, that's yeah. That's a definitely I'm thing Im- from my parents. Imposing, like, like, like you should always be aware that you're imposing on somebody, right. and you should always death do to all gays. Make mm-hmm. sure you're up before they are in clean up. Clean up, do everything. Watch One the day fuse. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, sleeping in wasn't a problem. Like people were fine with. Like no one ever sure. had an issue with me sleeping in, uh, especially being in my twenties. But right. But for the most part, I was. I just try to be as clean and out of the way as possible. And why did you have to move back? Um, it was just, parents. it was like, it was just a, like, I just, I always felt bad. I did feel like I was imposing. So it was like, it was much easier to be like, okay, I'm gonna stay with my parents for a little bit. And then, and then eventually my, my parents split up. So it was easier to stay with my mother, uh, because she was definitely a lot more sane than my father was in the terms of my homosexuality. So it was like, okay, I'll stay with my mom. Stronger, but more open-minded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both insane. Uh, but she's like, she's like, she's very much like everyone's well, like, maybe a girlfriend now? No. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. She just has that little gli- like glimmer of maybe. <laughs> that was like my mom with the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Maybe be a pastor now? Have a no? Have a no, no? Feeling it now? Yeah. So, so you're on a TV show, but how about becoming a youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> That's the evil Hollywood laugh. <laughs> um, so you moved in with mom, who's now divorced. Did mm-hmm. that give you leverage? Like, well, they were never married. I should let you know that. They were never married. <laughs> really? So you are children of the devil. <laughs> they were living in Ethiopian sin? Yeah. Well, How could these people that are so kind of, it seems that they're very straight-laced? Because That's the thing. is Those lighthearted moments, that's what kind of made me not as insane. Uh, it's because they were very much like, they, they were far more liberal in a lot of things than they allowed themselves to be. I see. Because um, especially they were artists and they, were, like, they met because my dad was a drifter and my mom was a widow with multiple children. They had a one-night stand, and my dad knocked up my mother. Get out. <laughs> and he comes back around, and she's pregnant with my sister, and he's like, I'll stay. And that's not, like that's very much their story is not a very common thing. Like, that's amazing. Him sticking around and staying to take care this of This isn't a movie. This is a trilogy. <laughs> and the first disc is just the history of Ethiopia. <laughs> I want to start with your drifter dad. <laughs> he had a one-night stand. With a woman with a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. and he. Well, my mom is in a, like she's she's well known for her cooking, so that was one like she can like a lot of the parties would be centered around my parents' house because they, she my was a mom cook. was an amazing cook, and my dad is a fun drunk. So. No, yeah, 
And he put... And he's also a musician, too. So, and he knew a lot of... He, he's, he wasn't that great of a musician, uh, but he knew a lot of the other musicians. So they would all come to our house and just play music until the middle of the night. No. So mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. Like fun. fun. Oh, no. It was, it was fun. What did your dad drink? Um, he... It was a mix between uh, Heineken, uh, Uzo. Uh, What's Uzo? Uzo is a Greek... Uh, liquor, it's okay. uh, like like a licorice flavor, and if, uh-huh. it's clear though. And if you put water in it, it gets milky white. It's disgusting, and <laughs> it's it's like it's it's like the mix of vodka and Jaeger almost. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Like um, uh, what is that? There's an after dinner drink, an Italian after dinner drink that's like clear, and you put three coffee. I don't talk to my it. Italian side anymore. So <laughs> you know, uh, your mortal foes, they have this wonderful drink. So um, they're they're kind of more no 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 they're more interesting than I was picturing. I was just picturing horrible like you know white tank top <laughs> monsters, but they were kind of fun. No, my parents were were really re- very fun. Like that's not that's you can't like, there's a big juxtaposition from when they were mad at us and when we had a great time. So you have good memories, of course. Though. I have very strong good I have strong good memories. I have also very strong awful memory. That's really interesting. Um, and when you're especially when I was a teenager, those the strong mem- those the bad memories were in the forefront. Of dealing with them. That's so funny. I just said to Val, I was like, again, my childhood was not anything like yours. But I sometimes struggle to remember specific positive good yeah. memories. Which is, isn't that weird? Like, we were upper middle class family, white family of four in a suburb. And when I link back, I'm kind of like, huh, I don't got much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to put them down. I just... I have to, like, think for a while. If you were like, tell me a positive family memory, all four of you together, I'd be like, all right. Uh, it would take me 20 minutes. And here you are going, like, there were beatings. There was homophobia. Yeah. There was, I'm going to kill you. You're children of the devil. There's a weird religion. And yet you have these memories of, of singing of honky tonks and, <laughs> and drinking a creamy liquid. Oh, yeah. And me and my brothers can do that, too. Like, we can go through, like, a list of terrible memories and then just begin, like, a bunch of great memories. And that's, I think that helps with having my siblings they they maintain the positive memories too. Like we all wow. can collect them together, and so now, like that's why I'm like in regards to my parents, I've already I've I've moved on from the abuse. Uh, but like I know they did it, and I've already forgiven them for it. So I just can't. Did you verbalize that? Did you tell them? No, because it's a weird thing to con- like. I it's a thing that I need for myself. I don't need them to. I have understand. It. Um, you don't need it notarized. Yeah, no, because they're never going to give me what I want. No, I feel the same way. And it's not like it seems like a necessary thing. Familial forgiveness, I don't know if it needs to be – because then it becomes theirs mm-hmm. somehow. You're like, no, 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 this is unconditional. It's unfair. Yeah. I'm just letting go of this. And yeah. if you bring them into the conversation, maybe you'll take it back. Well, also, like if I'm seeking their forgiveness, they're, like they, them to apologize to me, then it's like – then they're affecting my life more than I want them to. Right. It's like they don't have that power, so well, I'm not going to give it to them. <laughs> right. It, was that hard to do? Um, it was difficult initially, and now I'm at the point where when a lot of people are like, did it bother your parents that they were homophobic? I'm like, it did at the time, but now I'm like, I don't seek their acceptance. I don't need them to be like, this is the man that I'm dating. And they're like, well, I'm, I'm like, I don't need that at all. They don't, right. If you don't want to come to my wedding, don't come to my wedding. I'm going to have a good time no matter what. Right, right. Isn't that a stereotype, a gay stereotype that like a black guy and a white guy get married and the whole congregation is like white? <laughs> that there, that there's, there, there can be less support? I don't think – I feel like I that know. might not be true it, See, that's that's always a weird thing too when people talk about the homophobia and which scene is like eh, – it's, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
Yeah. Again, as I said it, I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. It's, but it's a thing. It has been, but that's been talked about. We see it's like uh, homophobia in the black community, and it's like, what do you mean? Like, like it's like they're. It's all across the board. It's not <laughs> right. You don't. You didn't find that it was particularly. And I, I, I don't have any evidence on this. It was bad here or worse here or anything like that. Well, for me, it's like it's <clears throat> a. I, I grew up in a black community, but that's. So therefore, it directly influences me. Like it directly affects me more, but it doesn't mean that that's the only source that I've dealt with. Right. Uh, right, right. And I lived in predominantly white cities, so I know also homophobia in that regard. Right. So it's like it's not. It can happen anywhere. It Is can there, happen from anyone. You have a lot of jokes like this. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of jokes like this, though, where it's like uh, on. I take a day off from being gay on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Because some days you just want to be, be black, black and nothing else. And nothing else. <laughs> I, I think that's really funny, and I thought that there was some truth to that potentially because sometimes oppressed groups have hard times with other minorities mm-hmm. within their minority. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, we're working on this black thing, and now uh, don't bring your gayness into this. Like we're trying – it's almost like Solomon on the on the school ground mm-hmm. just trying to like, can we just blend in as an Ethiopian first? Oh, yeah. And but that's the thing is that. like that's yeah that's one of the things that's always find weird because it's like there's a lot of racism in the gay community and it's just like that's it's just the way it is. Oh, really? it, the the grander issue is there's a problem in society as a whole. Right. And if you can't if you if you immediately put yourself if you're part of a minority group and you immediately think yourself as uh, un, as not having any privileges then that's the worst thing you can do. Mm. Like like it's for me like I know I'm a minority but I also know that I'm a man and there's also privileges that come with that. And I can't pretend that that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You're a tall, good-looking yeah. man. Yeah, I have to take. I have to kind of like that's the thing. It's like I know that I have my own privileges as well. Right. So even though there's disadvantages, and you're mean, funny. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just thinking more compliments. I'm, I'm just saying, up. Get all these, but that's the thing. It's like, true. You can't just. You're a persuasive, articulate. Yeah. You know, smart, tall. All these things. And there's just there's just things you have to be like. I'm aware. If you're not, if you think that you're the only victim to society in regards to these things but it feels so good yeah to shit on other people it does you know what i mean like no it i gives fully agree you... <laughs> it's one of my favorite things so if do. you're like i'm just trying to sympathize it's like if you're the gay community and you're getting all this shit it probably i know it feels good to put down other people yeah. val and i were just talking about it. i was like why as humans do we love shitting on our friends like three friends get together and we kind of shit on our other friends why are we doing this? And I was like, I, I've been like, we're waiting to hear about the third season. And I'm just kind of like feeling mm-hmm. like a little bit stressed. So I saw myself talking more shit and feeling <laughs> better I, about yeah. myself. <laughs> I was like, this is a real stress reliever <laughs> shitting on our friends. It's true. It's, it feels great. And it feels great. And I wonder if that might be part of what's going on. If you're an oppressed group to oppress other groups. I, I think in general we just – People. Uh, people are just ruiners. Uh, Everybody. Because and, unoppressed people also love oppressing people. Everybody's yes. looking for a fix of, of a good feeling no matter how they can get And it's just – it's much easier just not – like that thing is like I, I like shit shitting on people, but I prefer individuals. I like people to show me the shit that they have and I want to talk <laughs> shit upon it. Like I don't, I don't want to hold anyone back as a specific group. That's yeah. the thing is like – and it's like – and also the things like we, we don't also catch the terrible things we do so often because we're not attentive to other – like it's mostly just a lack of empathy all across the board. Totally, dude. And it's just – We talk about this all the time. You need to have a conversion moment without mm-hmm. a conversion experience. Exactly. You need to take a moment to wonder what it is like to be an immigrant who's gay, who's black. That's what these conversations yeah. are good for. But people – I'm not patting us on the back, but I'm just saying – 
so many people in our community, the religious community, they like. I'm so tired of seeing the pastor have the gay son and then become yeah. pro gay. It's like you, you know, know what I'm saying. It's like we there were gays before your mm-hmm. son was gay. It's the same thing. Like a celebrity gets a disease and now we care about yeah lymphoma or whatever. It's because it's like, you, people you, had lymphoma before yeah. you got it. You know, you decided to make it well, personal when it became personal. That's, and that's of, all we do. Yeah. I look at my own journey. I worked at uh, Bennigan's. Was my first job outside of college. And it was very diverse. A lot of gays. I've never been to Bennigan's. I've only heard uh, rumors. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it was like a gay place. No, no. I just only heard rumors of Bennigan's. Oh. I want, oh, I really? Love, I love chain restaurants. and I've. You do? Of course. You've never been to Bennigan's? It's, it's so far away from here. I know. I thought they were all gone. Oh, well, then I, then I guess I'm out of luck. <laughs> I think there might be a few. Okay. <laughs> and we're, we're going to go. Here's what I'm saying. I met so many uh, non-white people, and I met so many non-straight people. Mm-hmm. And that was so, so helpful. And then you know what happens? My own politics start to blossom. Of course. Of, but of fucking course. <laughs> but like, how many times do we have to see that in movies for people to go, I remember my ex-mother-in-law being anti-gay marriage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't know a gay person. So you're stopping the marriage of two people who have nothing to do with you and you don't even have a context for them. And what's fucked up is she does know gay people, but they're, they're married yeah. to women and they're oh. just grinding it out. She just knows she does. <laughs> Which fucking sucks yeah. even worse. But anyway, that that's a big thing. But yeah, that's always been an issue is just uh, if it's not something that's like if it's not something within reach and personal, then no one's going to care. And yeah. that's and that's the, the, the trick is to get yourself to learn to make things less personal. Right. Like, like a, That's right. Like that's the thing. Like if you go and just care about another place that isn't the where you live, <laughs> right? It's, it's my favorite quote. Hate, hate is a lack of imagination. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite quotes. And one of the problems, like, so the trans community is so small. Yeah, we're in show business, so I know a bunch of trans people. Again, it's it's one of those bastions yeah. of open. But in general, like it's like, but no, most my most dad does not know a trans person. That's what it's like. And he, and that's the thing. Is like he, he also might. There might be somebody near him, and he doesn't know, have any idea. And that's right. the issue. That it's like, but then who is trans that never transitioned? You know what I'm saying? There's plenty. Of like people, there's plenty. There's so many. We just, just sit there. What's hating. fucked up is throughout history we were hating their yeah. life, hating the lie that they're living. Mm-hmm. And what's fucked up is like for so much of history, the gay people and the trans people, or queer in a mm-hmm. multitude of ways, were just the weirdos. Yeah. That's so fucked. Like, as a people, we had a term for them, and they were the, the odd yeah. people. The, and the Boo Radleys, the, the recluses, the people that didn't fit in. But that's the thing is that it was such a – it was – because it's homosexual. It was, it's been around the whole time. The queerness has been around the whole time. There's right. nothing – none of us no, – not like – None of us created anything new yet. Right. Uh, we're right, not. Right. We're not like we're. We're definitely trying to live our best lives, but we're not the ones that are like I'm the first person to do this. And you're like, no, you're not, and right. you never will be. There's no chance of it because we all we we've right. all been we've always been around, and and we've lived in other societies. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time on the show. I'm like, I again talk about black is beautiful yeah. or the messages that we all receive subconsciously and consciously through the media, through everything, through conversations, yeah. through everything. It's like what kind like in ancient. <laughs> Ancient Greece or whatever it is, I'm sure that comes up a lot. Sex was just so different. I think it was pre. This is almost a bit of mine. Yeah. It's like pre-internet. We're all being very freaky. We just do it with two-dimensional representations of something that already happened. Yeah. Like we're all jerking off in very exciting ways. Most people, and that used to just be reality. We we're like, yeah, I fuck everything. 
And then <laughs> some obnoxious person was like, this is, no one's having sex with me. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm shutting this down. I don't want none of this. I don't want none of you guys. Shut it all down. It's like going back to what we were saying at the beginning. There's always kind of, there's always that energy person. That's that one shitty dude. The, the one, like, one shitty dude. To, like no, one, no one's paying attention to me. Yeah. Like, oh, Stop it. Oh, God. <laughs> It really is weird. And he's like, I'm going to make up a new thing called laws. And you're like, what? What are laws? Yeah. <laughs> there are rules you have to live by. Yeah. Why? Because a guy in the sky will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What, how do you find the gay community? Because talk about all mm-hmm. different kinds of people. Let, let me phrase it this way. Like, I love Ramdas. Sometimes I go to yeah. a Ramdas retreat and I'm like, I know we all like the same thing, but not all of you are my folks. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I hate them or anything. I'm just like, well, we're different frequencies. And Brent Sullivan, mm-hmm. like, hates the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's so just, he I, is, he's, on the, he's on the hateful spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about that, the reason I ask, the reason I think it might be helpful is I don't want us to think, well, Solomon's gay. That means he's over in the gay parade f- vibe all the time. Mm-hmm. That's his life. How do you find it is my question. Um, well, for me, it was, um, it was taking straight people to the gay community. You like I would bring straight I'd, people. No, no, I oh. like I'd bring my straight friends with me. Ah, so it's like, like uh, that's that's like just mixing it up. Mm-hmm. That just made me feel I don't, especially in my twenties, made me feel more comfortable. It's like, oh, here are my straight friends. I'm the gay person here, and I'll entertain my straight friends while we're at the gay bar. And that just like oh, that made funny. me the most comfortable in that situation. So, yeah. like the first time I went to a gay bar, I went with my two best friends and <laughs> sandwich artist. No. Shit. Uh, he, we did work together, uh, but he was a bus. It was a bakery people. Um, bakery folk. Uh, but we were, but we go and like I was, yeah, I was 21 and that was my first gay bar. And I was like, okay, I can have, as long as I have a, like a, a friend nearby, I'll feel comfortable going out and about. Because that was the thing. Like, I didn't have very many gay friends. Yeah, was it? that's the other thing mm-hmm. I guess that maybe I was getting at. I didn't realize until you said that, but this is why I think this is an interesting area. Is it's like you're gay. Mm-hmm. You've d- done the inner work to figure out who you are. Yeah. And then you're thrust into a community that's kind of famous for being very comfortable, but you're not that comfortable yet. No. I wasn't that comfortable. And I also, but I, I wanted to become more comfortable. But the issue is that when you try to become comfortable and you're, if you're uncomfortable in a situation, you tend to mock the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Right. And so I was for sure mocking the gay community right. as a whole. Look at that motorcycle hat. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I would never wear that. Right. And I would like, I would just, I would, I would call, I would be like, I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm gay, but I'm not a, I'm not a faggot is what I would say. And yeah, I would. We're reject. back. We're back to yeah. that like self hate and the mm-hmm. comfort that we get from labeling and separating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but luckily I was very much like, and I, that was my comedy in the very beginning was very, had some of those hints uh, to it, and then I just like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I really like everyone in the gay community. I like every aspect of it. I like its variations. I like its differences. I like what happens over here. I like what happens because then it's because because I was making this giant assumption of the entire gay community was like, but there isn't. There's there's, there's no there's. Well, there's just people living their lives. Right, 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 right. Literally individuals just doing a bunch of different things, and, and and so it was just like, okay, now I have a concept of that I'm just a a I'm part of a group that is not uh, one thing. And it was dumb of me to apply the rule of homophobia into it. Right, so right, right. When I broke away from that, I was just thrilled, and I was like, and I stopped being so concerned about whether or not I'm acting effeminate. I'm not. I'm definitely. I will happily go to the parade as long as it's not so early in the morning. 
and I for sure am now. It's hard to find it. Go ahead. And that, and then, but the most important thing is I'm not judging other queer people based on what they decide to do and how they decide to live their queerness. I'm like, that is, I'm so happy that I'm way past that. I'm so thrilled. Well, it's such a personal thing to uncover your alternative, Mm -hmm. I'm putting that in quotes, sexuality. And then, so to break away from the majority and then try and join with another majority, you've kind of identified Mm -hmm. with your separateness and your specialness. Mm -hmm. And then you're like joining a group of separate special people and that must kind of feel a little bit weird it's like i didn't get oh, into yeah. this to merge with another thing and i don't know if i'm about all this yeah that's the thing is that you walk in and you're like i'm i'm you you almost feel like you're a new person but you're not you're, you're i've been here all, this I've, whole time yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, so it's just in a sense like you try to find where you fit in and you realize that that does not that's not how society works you either yourself or you're not and right. you can you can choose to fit in or you not fit in it doesn't make a difference just right exist first boyfriend Oh, I didn't have my first boyfriend until last year. Last year? <laughs> so you've just been enjoying all the... Oh, the copious amounts of homosexual sex. Yes, I was. <laughs> I just meant... Uh, it sounds like I was like, oh, you guys must be fucking all the time, but you just enjoyed your single time. I, yeah, I, Although I, gay men do seem to... Correct me if I'm wrong. I've had gay male friends mm-hmm. tell me this. There's more of a like, look, we love fucking, let's get fucking. It depends, like, because I th- I've noticed um, with younger uh, gay men, they're they're definitely can do committed relationships, but I think it's based on society being more accepting of gay people being around as couples, right? Um, so I think that's, so it was more like the the sex thing was more accepted. Yeah, well, the sex was done undercover, so right. it was like it's yeah. So I think now because we're there's a little more – the side has progressed enough to the point where we can feel safer being in relationships. Um, but for me – Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's a black is beautiful. Yeah. That's going gay relationships are beautiful. Yeah, I think – And we start to get it, but the gay community itself starts to get it. Of course, it. because we didn't think like marriage wasn't an option for right. so long. Right. And now that that is – See, that's like, like our father's voice. That mm-hmm. shit matters. When legislation is passed or taken away, it means more mm-hmm. – than our intellectual understanding of. And it affects an entire society way of thinking. It's like now a young gay I, man can I'm, think like, oh, I can get married one day. Totally. So I can work towards... It's Obama. Yeah. It's black Pretty president. Pretty, yeah. This stuff matters so much more. Mm-hmm. Like when we go, who cares, just live together. It's like, I don't, I'm not... You can. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. And that's why I was very... More. It just made more sense to me to be self-reliant and not be in a relationship. Right. Because I didn't think marriage or anything was an option. So therefore, like... so. I, I probably was a little hard on myself in regards to dating people and, and so, yeah, yeah, I just always just one time, hmm? one time, or did you have like a, oh, there were, a there network? was people that I saw multiple times and I dated Casual. like I dated like uh, the longest I dated somebody for a while was like a, a month and a half, a month and a half. So yeah. would you, again, like I spent some time single and I, when I was single, it was mostly just mm-hmm. like, you'd see this person once, twice, maybe yeah. three times. And it was usually just, you know, you'd go to a bar and then have sex. Uh, is that what you're doing or are you going on yeah, dates? Well, no. Uh, well, some dates, but a lot of meeting people at bars and also a lot of, uh, the phone apps, the Craigslist, the, uh, right. there was a lot of things going on, uh, that were, that I was using to get sex. And for me, it was almost, uh, almost like a maintenance kind of situation. And then when I started doing comedy, then I was like, I have to, I can't like uh, the relationship just didn't make sense. And then, cause I was like, I have to be a hundred percent committed to this. Right. Right. So it was like, it's just much easier to have sex. I mean, but you did all that work internally mm-hmm. and externally to figure out who you are. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like the sexual liberation makes mm-hmm. sense in the gay community because you've already crossed a pretty big hurdle in, inside and outside. And now you're just like, 
Yeah, admitting that I just like to have a lot of sex is not that weird. <laughs> well, I actually didn't have that crazy amount of sex. Like, uh-huh. like I would have one. Maybe I'm missing you. I'm sorry. Oh no, I would have. Oh, I had a lot of sex, but <laughs> I, I. But in the sense of like, I had a lot of sexual partners, and I don't think in the grand scheme of things I did because I was just like it'd be like once every two to three months, mm-hmm. or maybe sometimes once a month, but never like um, having sex with somebody new every night for. Right. Okay, there was a good summer, but. <laughs> 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 a good summer is the name of your memoir. <laughs> a good summer. Solomon swiped right from the glistening abs of the oh, Vietnamese man. twins who went to school with me. Oh my god, oh. it's these guys. <laughs> Did you guys know I was making fun of you? You had no idea. Never mind. <laughs> we meet again. Um, well, yeah, it was so. So yeah, I don't think it was like. I'd say probably like usually every two to three months I was maintaining and uh-huh. and then I just uh, like I start, like comedy just got to the place where I was like I just have a whole day off now because uh, I was I didn't have my day job anymore and I was just like okay maybe dating is an option. Oh, interesting. You're like yeah, yeah. I mean obviously you're like me though mm-hmm. in that it's like once you could plateau your career, you find that you have room. It's one of the things that Crashing is about. Is This is a mm-hmm. guy that was like, I'll get married while I'm starting yeah. comedy, which you can do. Yes. Nate Bargatze is a good example. There's some examples of dudes that were married as they started. And there's so many examples. Of dudes <laughs> that got divorced. There are. Oh, there so are many. a lot. And there will be more because you, uh, you want both. I totally mm-hmm. relate. But you freed up your mental space for relationships. Yes. Your career. I even got rid of my PlayStation too. So, <laughs> your PlayStation as well, or the second PlayStation? The t- the t- uh, the uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, it's a two. Oh, yeah, that would have been hilarious. Uh, I wish. Um, you were saying boyfriend? Yes. Thirty years old? No, I just had one a year ago, and I'm thirty-six. See, I still, I still think, I'm like, you must be 30. No, I'm still 30. 36. 36, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, we just broke up about four months ago. Who did that? I did it. Ocean. I did it. I'm the one that did it. <laughs> Why? Um, uh, well. Long story. Uh, it can be shortened. Uh, he's a very nice guy. Uh, but he was also, he, he's more recently out than me. He came out only three years ago. Okay. Uh, and it was like two years when we started dating. And he was very apprehensive about a lot of things, and I've been out for so long that I just was like, I was like, oh, this you is fun. But I was also like, I was okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's link our, let's say we're in a relationship on Facebook with your name attached. And he was like, mm, maybe not yet. And then <laughs> a year passed, and I was like, you just, like, I, I, like I, I, he was actually at uh, my Conan taping, and like, he took a picture of my name on the door. It was a very big day for me, obviously. So he took a picture of the door and he looked at me. He's like, don't worry, I'm not going to post it. I'm like, we don't have this agreement where I'm like, this is you. I have no. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't need to give you photo approval. Is yeah. that what you were feeling? Well, I also, it was also like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very happy to celebrate our relationship. Right. I've I been happy to do that the whole time. Right, and right, And here right, you right. are a year later making it sound as if it was like an agreement on both of our ends. Right. And I'm like, no. That's got to be a number. I didn't even consider that was a number. How long have you been out? Yeah. And how comfortable and... And he was definitely uncomfortable in certain aspects, but he was also very comfortable in other aspects. And I was just like... And it just to me, it was like, I just can't. I right. can't. I'd rather... I, and it, because it hurt me. It was like, it really hurt my feelings to not have somebody do something, especially like... Somebody who I talked about on television multiple times and even announced my love of, 
And it's it was like, can you not even do an Instagram post? Yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things like, I can't. What's it? Does it reflect back all that shame and self hate that you have mm-hmm. to fight off in yourself? Yeah, especially like and, and for somebody who's been out for so long, you're like, I don't want this anymore. Right. I don't need like your apprehension is your apprehension. It's but- the way that like my brother can upset me by reminding me of my father. You know, there's mm-hmm. like it reminds you of an older version of you, and it reverts you back to that, and it really hurts. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, no, no. I say this to people all the time. I'm like, sometimes I'm uh, hard on somebody, not to their face, but in my mind. And I'm like, it's because they remind me of something mm-hmm. in me that I had to kick the shit out of. And when you don't, <laughs> when you see it still there, you're like, I can't. Yeah. And I th- especially since he was in his 30s already, and I was like, I don't. This yeah. is like, it's going to take you longer to figure things out. And I'd rather just hurt your feelings really bad right now by just texting you a breakup. And- Text breakup? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, if you don't take a picture with me enough times, I'm going to break up with you via text. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Well, to be fair, we I... We need to talk for a text? Okay, well, I was... Let's read the text. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. blocked the number. Um, oh, no! Well, the thing was, I was going to talk to him again and have, like, a sit-down. But yeah. that day, I was like, I have to do this. And I have to go now. to Kesha concert to make myself feel better about doing it. Dance to Kesha last night. Mm-hmm. I love Kesha so much. Anyway, so I break up with him via text. Oh, Val We're gonna, rammed it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to see the dance, you can see I it. would love to see the dance. Uh, <laughs> it involves a light-up book. Oh. Listen. <laughs> I've sent him the, and I was like, right, but, but there was a full, like, we're going to have a sit down talk. So I just need to say this now because it has to be done. And then I'll sit down and talk to you. And then I went out of town. And then two weeks later, I, like, I'm looking at his Instagram and he went on a hike with another guy. And then he posted a picture like, he drew of the guy sleeping in his bed. And I was like, well, I don't have to talk to you no more. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. The very app. The one the thing I wanted. <laughs> and you start gramming some other dude and you draw him. That's my move. Sleeping in your bed. <laughs> there wasn't even a stick book stick lady yeah, in the You didn't even like, have the courtesy. Not even a little bit. <laughs> the infinity boobed woman that he's spooning. <laughs> you couldn't do that for me? No. Well, okay. I, I, I hereby approve your text breakup. Oh, yeah. I was going to definitely do a sit down, but then I was like, nah. I'm... That almost seems like you enjoy it. That's like coming out to your dad all over again. Oh, no. I'm actually very thrilled. Now it's 100. Like, I blocked him on everything because he texted me after I blocked him on everything. <laughs> and he was like, oh, it seems like I'm, I'm like I'm a little hurt that you haven't gotten back to me. Sit down. And I still saw that you blocked me on everything. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to block your number now, too. <laughs> Did you say that? No, I didn't talk to him at all. <laughs> you just blocked him? Yeah. Ooh, ice. Yeah. I, if, look, I, you gotta. You can't if you're, you're going to be even a little bit mean. I'm not going to put up with it. Yeah, you've had you've uh, had enough beating. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah. You've already put your money in the taking shit jar yeah. for long enough. And I did. I gave him a year of, and he doesn't seem to comp. Like people don't seem to think that's a form of abuse not to be attentive a certain way, but it yeah. is. Yeah, and it fucking hurts my feelings. It's like, especially as a performer. Yeah, especially if you know how relationships are supposed to work. Yeah, and you don't show it. You think like Val just gets it. Yeah. And it's it's embarrassing. Like sometimes I'm like, when people meet Val, they see how much love I need, and yeah. it's a little embarrassing because <laughs> she's such an outward person, and yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I like she'll make you feel better about yourself if you just spend like 15 minutes with her, and it's like, oh, Pete saw that and was like, I need that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm completely agreeing with you. But that's the right. We're that's sensitive the right people. That's the right. What she's pumping out is what I need to be pumped. <laughs> it sounds very sexual. All the time. Yeah. I'm a bottom. And uh- <laughs> listen. Gay community. Uh, Hamburger. 
Hamburger. Let's talk about God. So uh-huh. how were you related? <laughs> how were you raised? Orthodox, Ethiopian, Ethiopian Orthodox. Orthodox. Ethiopian Orthodox Ethiopian is Orthodox. Very, uh, it's disputed between Armenia and Ethiopia, who's the first Christian nation. Okay. Uh, so it's like really old Christian. They speak, uh, there's monks that speak Coptic. There's old like... Religion. So it happened there before like Greece? Oh, well, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, the Orthodox. The Orthodox aspect of it is more Greek, Rome. but it's still... But, like, Ethiopia is a Greek word. You're a Greek word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ethiopia is a Greek word. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of sound like I just asked It for just means dark people, though. <laughs> it does not. It does not. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dark people. <laughs> I mean, back then, people were just like, I don't know, dark people? That makes sense, right? <laughs> like, I mean, look at me. We're going to call you... Look at this guy. It's like, we're going to call you guys Atopia. I'm like, sure, we don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, so first Christian nation, really, Armenia. yeah. But very similar to like a, just a very dreary sermons. Really high church, like mm-hmm. Catholic feeling. Yeah, very Catholic feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not as fun. Uh, <laughs> we take Catholicism. We remove the fun. Okay. You know, you don't, you don't even get the confessions. It's just the uh, the longest sermon of your life and the hold it ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have confessions. We have hold it ends. It's the uh, it's the uh, how long can we make you stand before your before your legs hurt before we let you sit down again? Wow, that, that almost like that torture like standing. <laughs> would they preach in English or in? Um, we would go to a bunch of different churches. Uh, like we went to very traditional Ethiopian Orthodox churches here and there, but at one point we were going to like a Protestant church. At another point, we were going to just a Greek Orthodox church, mm-hmm. which is actually the funnest one. Really? Uh, Greek Orthodox, very celebratory, uh, lots of a potluck situation, lots of baklava. I love the Greek Orthodox church. Really? Oh, yeah. Was the service itself itself, itself a little, was a little, little more? Colorful? Yeah, it was a little more colorful. Uh, a little, yeah, it was, and there was dancing afterwards. I'm picturing like a there. very friendly faced, gray bearded man. Oh, yeah, I had a great in time. A gown <laughs> that was like friends. Yes. So it was more like that? It was very much like that. Yeah, I, had, yeah. I had a great time there. Um, the least amount of fun I had was when we went to uh, Evangelical Church for a, a while. Ooh, ooh, that one. That yeah, one. that's my people. That's, that one was uh, whew, what, truth, what? truth Tabernacle. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds a little bit more evangelical than... than oh, yeah. It had, it had a four-part stage that spun around. Shout out. That they did little act-outs in. Oh, yeah. It was um, lots of speaking in tongues. Oh, so that's, you know, we thought that more Pentecostal, but this is, it could happen in any yeah. church. But People I, are speaking in tongues. And that's Anyone tra- translating those tongues? No one is translating the tongues. No one's understanding the tongues. They understand each other. They yell at each other in tongues, but they're like, what did you say? And they're like, mm. uh, <laughs> you won't know unless you I get the I can't gift. tell. But it was important. But I lost faith at that church. At that one. At that specific church. That's a good one to do. What was it? It was, um, there was a school girl. There was a girl that I went to school with. Her name was Dora. She also went to church with me on I Sundays. I knew Dora. Dora. She's a wonderful girl. <laughs> um, very mean. Uh, oh, yeah. Really yeah. hateful. Real bitch. Did not like her. <laughs> no like of the Dora. But one Sunday, uh, the, school, the teacher was like, well, um, one of your fellow classmates was given the gift of tongues. And it's Dora. It's Dora. I was like, God is your real. <laughs> oh my God. God isn't real because Dora mm-hmm. got the tongues. She got the tongues. And then that's when my brain started unraveling the tongue situation. Because I, I, was, I was all for it up until that moment. Right. And then the first time you see tongues as not being a real thing. Yeah. That is the most terrifying experience of your life. Talk about an, an awakening. Oh, my, yeah. It was just very much, especially when Dora started doing it. And I was like, 
you're mean, and now you're just screaming gibberish at me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, did you really piece it together? Were you like, I feel like you're doing an impression of this oh, other yeah. person? And that's then I realized the teacher was doing an impression of another person. And I realized right. the pastor's doing an impression of another person. And that's when I was like, there's all these impressions right, of right. what people are supposed to do in this situation that makes it so staged. And it's like, right. It, it's, and it's that huge need to belong. Mm-hmm. I remember almost crying, praying for yeah. tongues. I wanted it so badly. And I thought I was going to hell if I didn't do it. And all you have to do is do a little more theater. I, I, who knew <laughs> that the way in was to just do it? Yeah. But I wouldn't do it. I'm kind of proud of little soft Pete who wouldn't, who wouldn't fake Because it. that skepticism, if you have a little bit of it, it doesn't make sense to you. Like there's, like there's so much of, of a church that's like, that makes so much sense. I can, I can understand and comprehend this. Yeah. And then somebody shows up with like tongues and you're like, okay, buddy, you got to calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm open to it being a, a, a – you know who does it a lot? It's Terrence McKenna. Do you know mm-hmm. who that is? No. He's a big psychonaut and he would come – he would smoke DMT and smoke tongues uh, and smoke tongues. <laughs> you know, he would speak in tongues. So, like, I'm not saying it's real or fake. I'm saying it, there seems to be a, a way of speaking that's beyond yeah. reason. Like, it's, it is gibberish. Yeah. Well, I think just our, I think how we speak is probably gibberish to so many people. Right. It's just there's like a I don't really know. I think it, he kind of explains it like getting into a flow mm. of language that flows faster than thought. Yeah. Meaning I couldn't possibly be thinking of the sounds I'm making and yet here they are flowing out of me. I don't think he necessarily attributes I thought that was spiritual. mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's right. That's probably a form of, yeah. I think, I think you're right. I, this is, again, this is what McKenna said about it. I, church people obviously are like, this is the Holy Spirit speaking through you and we can translate it and God can speak to us through this. Because I had an issue of my, my the words not coming out uh, because, like, when you're learning multiple languages at the same time, and mm. it still happens to me every once in a while when I speak, if I'm not thinking of speaking and, and enunciating, it's like all the words try to come out at the same time. <laughs> oh, interesting. And it's like, you okay. got that involuntary tongues. <laughs> yes. The involuntary, like, I just try to say a sentence <laughs> in one word. Yeah. It's because you're used to talking to your parents. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, baby. Keep it simple. Just throw it out. Say it real quick. So you lost because Dora is a bitch. I and, remember the kid in my, the one kid in my youth group. He wasn't an, an asshole or a bitch, but uh, he uh, he spoke in tongues. And yeah. I remember having a similar moment where I was like, that guy? Yeah. Because even if it's not Dora the Jerk, you're like, that's just – I've seen that guy eat a Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Like there's a weird yeah. dissolute like, – it's like going to Israel and seeing where all the miracles happened. Well, it was know? also – I was real really believed really hard. Like yeah. I was very much – I was very devout. I was very like on board. I was like, this is – for sure, hundred percent, what I'm into. Wow. And then when and Dora just she just crashed it all down. She just <laughs> wow. she found she found the pin in the yeah so, yeah yeah. And just was she ever speaking in tongues and just kind of looked at you sideways? Oh, I wish she did. That would been great. <laughs> deal, with, deal with this. So I you, get this and you don't. So like, you, how old are you when you you're losing your faith at this evangelical church? This was probably this was around nine or ten. Oh wow. And my brothers also – one of them also fell out around the same time as me. <clears throat> Older. Younger. Younger. He's, he's, he's a smart kid. Okay. He, he was just very much like uh, – like, like he was very like – he was the kind of kid that read like Art of War in the second grade. And he was <laughs> like, what do you do? <laughs> I like war. I like art. But he also hated authority, so he was a terrible student the whole time. Really? Oh, he hated all – he had – he was the worst kid to all of his teachers, yet he was far smarter than me even though I was getting much better grades. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
I kind of look back on those guys. I'm like, those were some and girls. I was like, those were some real motherfuckers that yeah, like, yeah. were brilliant, but were kind of ahead of the curve. On like, you can't tell me what to do. Exactly. Like, they, they just have that spirit. And that's one of my favorite. Like, that's why I enjoyed him so much because he like he would fight for other kids in the class, but he would get in trouble. Really? Because he, he he's like, you're being an authoritarian. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk you down because he didn't have that fear that the other kids had. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine if we went back in time and were in the bodies of third graders? Oh man. And would just be like. Tell Shut you. up, Diane. <laughs> like, you could just get it. <laughs> Wait, no, or what? <laughs> That's all you'd ever have to say. Or what? What, are you going to hit me? <laughs> Go ahead. Make I, my day. Oh, hit me. Hit me. I want to hit you back so bad. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I can't take you, but I can pick up a big book. <laughs> you want a big book in your face? <laughs> That's hilarious. So what do you believe now? You lose your faith at nine. So you spent most of your grown life mm-hmm. not believing. Um, it's not like, it, like it's, it's not like a lot. I can't say I'm like a hundred percent atheist. Um, cause I do have like, there's like, I have like a bit of faith in humanity. I, I do, though I do believe there's ruiners. I think that the ruiners. I think generally on average, most of us are particularly good people and, like it's like I can't say it's a hundred percent science because that's also like it's also like nothing is a hundred percent. That's right where I'm at right now. So so nothing people, is hundred percent. People do point to I forget who said it, but the idea that it goes against kind of our mm-hmm. ma- mammalian yeah. programming. That if I see someone I don't even know getting pushed or hit, you your instinct is to run and stop stop it from yeah. happening. We don't always do it, especially nowadays. We're like, maybe I'll film it. But like, <laughs> I'm talking like in a very base yeah. way. Even though you don't know them, in that moment, people say that something spiritual is happening because you realize you just have like a momentary epiphany where you're like, that's me. Yeah. That's my brother. Even though it's not your brother, you don't even know the person, but you want to you help them. So it's kind of like, is that what you mean? Like the – those little whispers of yeah. maybe something, the faith in humanity. Yeah, I, and that's, that's kind of what I like to stick – like I just like the idea of um, like believing in the greater good and also not also guaranteeing – like I don't like the idea of certainty in things and because mm. it gets it, – it stops you from allowing a new thing in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just – I'm like, all right. So it's 100 – I'm not – I don't know what I believe and I'm fine with right. not knowing. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's beautiful. Yeah. We were just talking about that last night. We watched the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is it Nova? Something like that. The old one? It's a new one. Okay. I don't know what the new one is. It might be. Co- it doesn't matter. It's the Carl Sagan remake. Okay. Any hoozle. What's it called? Cosmos. Cosmos. What I'm saying is I loved it and I love it. I would love for them, because this is what science does best, to in- inject a little of the uncertainty and they never do. Yeah. They, always, they zoom out so far. And we know satellites only reach, like, Saturn. That's how far we can, like – like I know telescopes can mm-hmm. see further, but that's as far as, like, something we send can go. But they're zooming out way past our galaxy and our solar system and into what they call the observable universe. I'm just like, I know that it's nice to be certain, but I, I could use a remake of Cosmos where they go, here's how we know this yeah. and here's the margin of error because that doesn't ruin it for me. No, if and we it go, shouldn't. this is the theoretical observable universe. I mean, they zoom out and it looks like a fucking swirling brain. It looks like the god I believe in. It's just like this yeah. mass of consciousness. And I'm like, just tell me a. Li- I know I won't understand all of it, but can you tell me how you saw that? Yeah. Can you tell me the math that got you there, or or the, to the eleventh level of subatomic exactly. particles? 
how are we seeing it? We were laughing so hard going like, zoom in, <laughs> zoom in, well, zoom in. And I was like, how? If you're making science look like magic, people are going to think it's magic. That's what I'm saying. And we'll <laughs> only talk about TV. We'll only know what you're telling us. So exactly. please tell us the degree to which you're certain because I think we can handle it. If you a, say, this is a theory, I don't go, well, fuck you. I go, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. That's what science does. And that's, a, like, that's the thing. Is like, it's, it's also makes you feel better when it's like all these people worked on it together. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow. That's like, it's because like, that's the thing. Is like, it's like people don't tell the whole story of how we got there. Of like, right. Somebody started working on this thousands of years ago. We... And somebody started finishing up this work recently. It's like, yeah, yeah I want to know that. I want to know that history. Right. I want to know how it got to here from there. Me that. too. We were talking about colliding atoms. Yeah. And we're like, so they have a tube and there's no atoms in it? And then they take one atom and mm-hmm. they put it in the tube and they collide it with another atom to see what happens? And I'm like... We just kept laughing about licking the tips of our fingers <laughs> and going, I'm going to get one atom, yep, and, and I'm going to put it in this tube. How tiny is that tube? It's the tiniest atom tube. And there's no other atoms in it. Everything is atoms. How are you getting one atom in there? Just tell us a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. more. Otherwise, little more. it's just another You're thing. showing me a tube, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. If yes. I can, if I put a ball in a tube, I yeah. can make things explode. Right, no, it's right. not. <laughs> and you're splitting them? Mm-hmm. How? Where's the tiny saw? Where is it? How small is it? Yeah, no Just give us a fully little. explain how splitting atoms works. Like it's like I well, know if we they tell think... you you're gonna do it yourself. Like uh, no, we're not. Gonna, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't have any Bunsen burners. Yeah. I think it's Bunsen burners. I'm not saying <laughs> science isn't real, but if you watch that show when stoned, you will get into that place of like, can you just tell us for one fucking second how you got to any of this? Mm-hmm. It would be a nine-hour series, but I'd watch it. And that's the, and that's the thing. That's uh, religion does give you that aspect of it, where it's like, oh, we're going to go through all of time and give you a background story of right. this and right. this and this. And well, this. religion is trying to address the consciousness behind it, mm-hmm. which is pretty fun. Which yeah. is why religion remains popular. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to be like, no, there was a thing that was like us. Yeah, meaning we're aware. So there was this thing that's aware, and it was awareness, and it made. All this stuff that's like part of itself. So we're made in its image. Yeah. And that's that's a pretty good story. It's a great story. It's a great story. It holds up. I actually think it does hold up. <laughs> I, I know it's a story. I don't think we're supposed to think of it literally. But when you're trying to address yeah. something that's so huge, enormous, sometimes a story really helps as opposed to me stoned watching Cosmos. Well, uh, well just, it, it's, it, it, it brings nothing. Like it just, like when you're just told like, well, we started from nothing. And you're like, really? Yeah. Because I feel like there's always something. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's... So it's really tough to be like, Big Bang. Like, what was there before that? There had to be right. something before that. There's right. just Well, there was a speck. Mm-hmm. The Big Bang erupted from a speck, speck called the singularity. And see, here's what sucks. Here's yeah. why I feel bad about science. Is it's so easy to go, where'd the speck come from? Yeah. And they're like, guys, we found, again, I'm imagining through math and theories, they found... And, and yeah. me- measuring radiation and all this stuff, we found the idea of the speck and we're like, but where did the speck from? We're the – like religion can sometimes unfortunately be the idiot that just goes, yeah. but where did that come from? Exactly. But then you go back even with that own logic. If you go, there was a god that created it. Well, where did the god come from? We're, we're having the same conversation. There, does God have a god? That's what I'm saying. Who's God's god? Even if you're saying, well, God always was. Yeah. Science can – can't just be like, well, the singularity always was. There always was the potential for – A universe. Matter. Yeah. So we're both kind of falling short in the same way, but religion has a 
you know, an anthropomorphized human seeming like consciousness. It's like I always was. Imagine a guy that always was. Well, it's when everybody's trying to explain uh, nothing creating something, it's never going to make any sense. It's not going <laughs> to, which is why for me, you said not knowing religion and God has to be the appreciation of mystery. Mm-hmm. Because if there was a way I could explain it to you, explain God to you, it's not a very good God. No. It's not a very impressive God. No. If I'm like, well, this is the deal. He roller skates. Oh. He has a cape. You I'm know already I mean? in. I'm paying attention. <laughs> Which, which church is this? <laughs> the Church of Solomon. I'll be there on every Sunday. <laughs> His service is late. Don't worry. Oh, it's going to start late, at 5 p.m. Do not worry about Do it. Do not worry. So you're open to mystery. You're open to the unknown. Uh, what are your feelings on death? What are your feelings on... I'm fine with them. <laughs> you're fine with death? I Yeah. I've, I think death is not... Like, my greatest concern is who I'm dying with more than how I'm dying. <laughs> I love that. Nobody's ever said that. I think I prefer... Like, that's always been like... Uh, who am I dying with? Yeah. I don't... Because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You've just really summarized it. Because I'm going to die no matter what. So right. what am I doing? <laughs> Where am I? What if, wh- who, who's loving me? Who am I loving? But that's why I've learned... That's why I don't have anger towards my parents or a lot of those things. Because it's like... If I'm going to die, I'm going to at least make it as pleasant as possible. Yes. So Beautiful. it's mostly just setting up a pleasant death. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And living pleasantly, as you mm-hmm. said, is a great way to die. Yes, indeed. Ah, beautiful answer. Not that I'm here to grade. <laughs> I just thought it was lovely. But if you can give me a grade uh, for <laughs> here. And it's a B minus. <laughs> Still the highest grade, so I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, well, let's see. Do you feel good? I always feel I'm, – I'm always on the positive uh, side of things. Um, I try not to – whenever I do get in a funk, it doesn't last for too long. Yeah. Um, but at, this, at the very moment, I've been really feeling pretty good. Feeling good. Like really good. That's great. Like I've been very – like the breakup every once in a while, I'm just like – Fuck that guy. Yeah, But yeah, then yeah. I let that out. And I say it out in right. the world and I feel great again. Helpful. Yeah. Venting. Mm-hmm. Venting. Helps. I vent all the time. It's so helpful. I have... I got the game Sims for mm-hmm. my laptop. I bought a laptop and I was like, oh, maybe I'll put a game on it for long-ass flights. Yeah. And I remembered playing The Sims in the early 2000s, so I got it again. And uh, I played on a plane. And one of the things you can click on a friend to do is vent. I was like, that's interesting. I wonder what vent will do. <laughs> And, you know, you see their pluses or minuses over the people. Everyone lights up with pluses. The person venting, they're getting red and they're mad. Plus, 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 their mood is improving. The person hearing the venting is laughing and they're having a great time. I was like, man, talk about – this podcast has a lot to do with it. Your loneliness, your pain. I'm talking about we're waiting on the show. It's a very – it just feels like I have that that – lead jacket yeah. from the dentist on all the time. <laughs> it is. I it is. It's, it's a little bit like a breakup as you wake up in the morning and you're like, what's the thing I'm trying not to think mm-hmm. about? You know that feeling? I'm sure you do. So I vent. I talk with people about it. I tell them how I'm feeling. You feel these aloneness or strangeness because of the breakup. You talk about it. Yeah. I know it's so simple, but I don't think enough people would do it. And it gets them, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. Especially if you have like a good rant in you. Ooh. And you're just hitting all the marks. Oh, you're you saying just, one oh. point, you remember the next point. Oh. And you're like, it just leads right into it. What am I? Am I an orator? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because the callbacks are coming. Uh. Yes. I just saw. I'm five minutes ahead of what I'm saying right <laughs> yeah. now. And this ends in a swirl that ties in the beginning. And it feels perfect. That splash at the end, yeah. the dive, you're just, and then you're just like, and then, 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 then the anger is gone. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Why does it matter? <laughs> it matters. I, so, uh, the, oh, the uh, talk down fan? That's my favorite part where you talk, where you're like, why? I don't. Oh, no, I just meant why does the vent matter? But yeah, the, the talk down yeah, vent is great. I called Mike Birbiglia and he gave me the best. You got to have those friends, man. Mm-hmm. I hope you have a good bench and I hope the people listening have a good bench of the friends that you call that if it's a breakup or if it's work stress or if it's whatever stress, financial stress, whatever it might be, you have those friends that can like talk you off a ledge. And I was like, Jesus, we are orangutans we're in the jungle we're basic creatures because words matter mm-hmm. ideas matter images matter behavior matters and we, we want to go around being like we're future robots and i'm like no, no my dad saying i'm proud of you means more than it ought to mike birbiglia telling me everything's going to be okay yeah. means more than it ought to bonding connecting human connection <laughs> The new religion human connection <laughs> we are the church of human <laughs> connection Take the slider. That's our communion. It's a yeah. slider. Welcome to the venting room. <laughs> In Japan, they have rooms where you can break shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's it's go like to Japan. <laughs> Plates and like dishwashers and oh, you just go in God. with a baseball bat. Just called my childhood shit. home. <laughs> oh, for an extra oh fee, God. we can we set it up your like your home. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That would, whew. That would feel too good, I think. <laughs> If I was Bill Gates, mm-hmm. like if I had hundreds of billions, of dollars, <laughs> I'd be like, rebuild my childhood home, pipe in the smell of my youth, <laughs> and give me a flamethrower. Even though you know it wasn't terrible, yeah. I still think it would feel good in my. I would feel great to burn down everything that made me. <laughs> Pick the stuff that I want to keep. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Tigger's coming with me. Yeah, I've always liked him. So everything oh, else is going. And my then, overflowing uh, trash bag, trash, uh, trash, trash bin of my cum. <laughs> tissues. <laughs> I'm going to light that up first. I want to see how fast that. So burns. you were kind enough to do it on tissues. I did not do that. I was stupid enough. Why wasn't I flushing them down the toilet? I was in the shower. That's a great method. Mm, yeah. Have you ever tried to hold a drawing while masturbating? Ah! <laughs> 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 the wet paper. Uh, son, I found your wet drive. Well, let's see. That's we usually end hamburger. That's all mm-hmm. I wrote down. We usually end by talking about um the hardest time you laughed. Can you do you know the hardest time? I do. Ooh job. It was an episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Mr. Coop Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, it was. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Raven Simone was on the show, and her character. Mr. Cooper was uh, Mark Curry. Mark Curry. And there was one episode where she uh, had to wear glasses. Raven. Yes, her character had to wear glasses, and all the adults in the house were like, she was very upset about it. So, in order to make her feel better, because she felt like a dork. Yeah. They all wore glasses, and they all wore these Mr. Magoo glasses. And Mark Curry at one point starts freaking out and screaming, Ah, monster! And he lifts it up, and he goes, Oh, it's just a fly. I That was it. Tore that me down. It. <laughs> it was. That, I feel it. That is like a kid-ish joke. Mm-hmm. How old were you? I was like 11. This was yesterday. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not a bad joke now, but... 
That is like the perfect kid joke. Mm-hmm. I get it. The glasses distort his reality, and he sees a fly. And and also keep in mind, his eyes are huge. <laughs> he says that Mr. Magoo, like... And Mark Curry already has a pretty goofy face. I say that as a man look, with a goofy face. Goofy looking face already. I'm, yeah. already, uh, yeah. like, I'm already laughing yeah. at the glasses already. Yes. So anything he said, literally yes. anything could have been said, and I would have fallen apart. Oh, and my God. And that was... I, like, I can still like think of it and chuckle a little. Wow. But I laughed Hard. for weeks, I feel. Where'd like, he go? Time uh, took him away. Uh, <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but time. But it's, it's a lot of, like, a lot of black sitcom actors tend not to last very long. <laughs> Is that industry. true? It's very true. What's another one? Eddie Griffin? And literally every single one of them Eddie in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. I think the only one that's still around is Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah. In the 2000s kind of world. Yeah. She's back. She's still around. But the rest of them, yeah. Sinbad. Yeah. Is he back? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. I love it. He did this podcast. He was great. Yeah. I love him, too. Yeah. I, love I think he should be famous forever. But And I remember seeing Mark Curry stand up, and I was like, he kind of unlocked something in me where I was mm-hmm. like, a, a way of being friendly and goofy. Oh, yeah. He was very goofy, which is especially like for black comedians at the time. Like, that was definitely a step. Right. Out from a lot of right, so he wasn't really... being the cool guy. Yeah, he was, and Sinbad too. Yeah, they were both being like, "I'm an idiot," mm-hmm. in that kind of cool way. All right, brother, I loved it. I loved it too. Thanks for doing it. I'm happy to be. I'm so so thrilled to have been here. I'm so, uh, sorry we had to reschedule a bunch of times. That's okay. And thank you for being a wonderful writer on Crashing. <laughs> I hope we get to do it again. Yes. And uh, would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. Keep it crispy. Very good. <laughs> <laughs>